Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hero. Uh, we should be live on the Ootubes. Are we? I hope. Let's say yes. Well, if let's check that. Are you going to do your intro now? No, I, I didn't even write one. So this is the best intro you're getting. Hooray! <laughs> Still better than all the attempts when you did the, uh, the, the, the recorded stuff. There is no outtakes this time, so we're doing it live. <laughs> so we're back with the... Except one previous guest who hasn't turned up, even though he said he would. So he's now dead to me. We've got... Um, in order, who was it? went Vince... Uh, Ian, then Gavin, then Gavin again. So Gavin counts as two. Yep, that sounds about right. So it's <laughs> just to discuss. I don't know because I didn't plan this at all. Oh yeah, review <laughs> of the year. That was it. You know, like those um, those Big garbage. Of the like yeah, rewind. Yeah, rewind. Yeah, like those, rewind. Those garbage. You know, like I love the nineteen eighties where they just get all the hack D-list comedians. And just say, there's 20 quid. We talk about what happened in the 80s. Are we going to start by reviewing the 80s and slowly work our way up to 2020? Uh, how long have we got? Know. We could do that. <laughs> I mean, we could sum up big chunks of it pretty easily. <laughs> uh, so are we yeah. starting with a, a year in review? A year in review for a this year? A hobby year in review. Okay. Uh, so are we starting month by month or...? Yeah, we'll wing it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right then. So starting with the new year coming, I, I, everyone's everyone's full of everything and nothing to worry about at all. I can't remember anything from like the first ten months of the year. <laughs> I mean, that's good. Tell me about your November. <laughs> Pretty poor lockdown for a start. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Right. Do anything. Lockdown is back. Um. Well, yeah, nothing really happened. So, thanks for joining us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've got a topic for you that, that might keep us entertained for five minutes at most. Total War, Warhammer, and Total War, uh, Warhammer 2, Electric mm. Boogaloo. Um, I don't think that was the title, but it, it was. definitely was. Okay. Do you think it was the um, cause slash demise of Warhammer Fantasy? No. no. Next no. question. <laughs> <laughs> well, John is this time next year for... Mainly, mainly because Warhammer Total War came out after they killed off Warhammer Fantasy. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. It did. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. It, did. it didn't. Is it dead? It definitely. Oh, only we could check using. If, if, if only there was some sort of electronical implement we could employ to check this. Warhammer Fantasy Total War came Fantasy out ended in 2012. No, it never. It did. What Total War Warhammer came out in 2016. It is seared upon Mark's heart. So yeah. if anyone's <laughs> going to know when Fantasy was killed, if anyone didn't know, I've got it tattooed on myself when Fantasy. <laughs> Fantasy's dead. 2015, it says, but that's still. Yeah, fair enough. All right then, I take it back. Right. However, <laughs> I think I think once when they binned fantasy off, and then Creative Assembly came up with their best work ever. I think someone at the company thought, "Oh my god, we've made a huge mistake here." 
Because oh, I can't yeah. imagine how many people came into the shop going, I want to play as all this. Like, well, you can't. It doesn't exist. It's all gone. Yeah, well, that, that was, was a big error. That was about the time I was saying, well, now that they've released Total War Warhammer, they should do a, a Warhammer Legacy Edition and just have <laughs> re-release 8th Edition with the rules, and there you go, crack on. And don't need to don't need to release any more armies with it. Everything's pretty much there. And I was like, oh, if they did a Legacy Edition, that's that's a bit of extra money for them. But... But are they doing that? Is that what's going to happen? I have I have a sneaking suspicion that there was a lot more to the death of fantasy, and obviously with the re-release of the old world, whether that was waiting for certain um, IP things to be available, or like. But didn't again, they, didn't they have a massive about, fight with um, Blizzard about a lot of IP and stuff? I don't know if that was connected. But. Possibly. Um, I I don't. Well, there was that whole thing with. Um, a lot of the third-party um, miniature re uh, retailers, which were releasing models, which were named things like Elf and Steam Tank, <laughs> and you know the very generic terms that light, light are, elves, yeah, yeah, nasty yeah. so, elves, Elf Assassin. You can't really, you know, you can't copyright Dark Elf Assassin. So I, I have a sneaking suspicion that one of the one of the main factors for the death of fantasy, as well as it for not making money, but that was yeah, that's point one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's for any business, it's the main point. But um, so yeah, I think I think that, that they couldn't have their IP and their it, their it is very generic. Yeah. yeah. So the, so I think what we'll see with the old world stuff. Is a lot more IP friendly, <clears throat> excuse me, IP friendly stuff. <laughs> so again, a lot of all, like all the stuff that they've, they've put off so far with the Kislevs. Mm. Uh, what what else will be like that? And they'll call it something ridiculous. I know you've got like bear cavalry, but they'll call they'll call it some bizarre name like Blood Secreter. <laughs> oh, don't even start on that. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't bring that up in the. Uh... In the when I was saying I, how much I didn't really like um, Age of Sigma, I didn't bring up the names. Oh, but now the naming conventions is an entire topic by itself, Mark. Mm, Easy, yeah. recognizable, copyrightable namings. And that's fair enough. There's nothing mm. wrong with that. But, but it's like you've got to you put some effort into it. It's well, the ones that you said, Gavin. It's like the ones that are lazy. Yeah. So Plasmancer. <laughs> <laughs> is that real? Yep. That's, yeah, it's, a, it's one of the new Necron ones. But it's not, it's not just the fact they had Plasmancer, but the fact they also... What was the other ones? Is it Chronomancer? Uh, Chronomancer and Psychomancer? And it's like, all right, well, they all cast spells, so they'll all be Mancers, but they do yeah. different kinds of things. So this is a Plasmancer, this is a Chronomancer. And it's just... It's lazy. Yeah. That's just... We've got two words and we've just mashed them together. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, still think, I still think the major problem with fantasy is everything that was great about it was also the thing why it didn't make any money. I mean, this is this is why it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, yeah. It is a dead game. Uh, yeah, you need 50, blocks of 50 units to yeah. play the game. Uh, well, it's such well, a high... Such a high barrier of entry was what for um, yeah. 40k you could make an like, army for like five models. Yeah, yeah. but in yeah. fairness, like, there are, there are people who enjoyed that. 
I enjoy it. You know what it is? I love seeing blocks of infantry on a game. I really liked it. My, my, I love my vampires. I love uh, what other armies? I love my Bretonians. And I did an Empire army at one point as well. Mm. And just like the blocks of infantry looked very nice. Yeah. But again, you need units of 50 of the bastard things. Like, I, pa- I painted 90 bastard zombies. Yes, we know. <laughs> you know how demoralizing that is? You get no extra credit for that. I know, that's the problem. <laughs> Whereas in Age of Sigma, I can have like you know, there's 20, there you go, that's all you need. Yay! <laughs> not all you need at all. <laughs> and the key is, we played it for years and years and years, and that's the only reason we had units that were big enough to start actually being used. Because of attrition, you just accrued yeah. all this stuff up. Pretty yeah. Much. Like, you, starting a new army was... A massive uphill slog. Mm-hmm. Like I only had enough like dwarfs to do like horde units, and even then, still using proxies, uh, because I'd been playing them for years, and that was the only way I could afford it. Yeah. Well, I I put you know I've bought forty halberdiers and a, um, a missile launcher for my yeah. nascent empire army. A hellstorm rocket battery. Yeah, I put that on the. Um, Empire Facebook group, and their response was, right, where's the other 60? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds reasonable. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Not That'll to mention, about, that, right? and the thing with Empire as well is, because of the way they worked, you had to have that big block of 40 infantry, and then you need the two supplement units, like either handgunners or free company, or the yeah, ones to do the flanking, because that's how they worked. You didn't yeah. just buy one unit, you bought a unit in the detachments as well. That was a lovely rule, though. It was. It was very, very cool, very thematic. But again, I just it just added to the cost. Yeah. But well, yeah, I, I would pay the price. Clearly, not many other people would. <laughs> but it's just it's it's creating a, an unnecessary barrier. It's not unnecessary. It's just unprofitable. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what they do with a new one. Because I'm convinced it's Age of the Three Emperors. I don't know why. I know you've got this in your head since the last time we spoke about it. I've I always know. thought this. I've, for Sorry, some reason, really? when they said we're going to do, uh, you know, fantasy, when they did that square base thing, mm. uh, that little teaser, was it a year or two ago? Thought so, some reason just had in my head it's going to be the Age of the Three Emperors because it makes the most sense. Yeah. Well, they've already sort of hinted towards that. I mean, the map that they released had four maps, uh, four shields and four bits of heraldry already. So, yeah. so I know one of them was Midland, one of them was oh, what was it? Well, Midland, Sterling, Midland was one of them. Talabaklands and uh, they're the three, aren't they? Yeah. They're the three that go rogue and break off. Yeah. But like Kislev's been hyped up, so maybe they're the four. Well, it's just because it's the new one, so yeah. Mm. Well, I think Kislev would be good. Yeah, but I can't see them bringing back eighth as it was because why would why would you go back to what's already been done? You, other than saying, "Well, this didn't happen," <laughs> but you can't say that now because you've got. <laughs> Fifty percent of your profits are now dependent on a game where that has happened. So I don't know what they would do. Well, they've already said they're doing it a bit like Horus Heresy for forty k, going back to like this big event in the in the history. And like 
when you got when you were talking about it with like um Gavin and Vince, the the amount of history involved in Warhammer itself is ludicrous. It's just it's it's massive. The end times is actually a really small part. Well that was in like under a year, doesn't it? And I was watching I was watching a video the other day about like the fourth edition uh undead book, which was the oh, first was, time. was it by that Aussie guy? Um yes, that Oculus oh, computer. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. watching that as well. And like it's he was saying it's the first time they've actually sat down and put some background into the undead. So it's the first time you see the mention of the vampires and the gash creating the blood the blood chalice and the, in the and then the tomb kings as well. So it's the first time that's ever happened. And then obviously things have then progressed from then. And that's from like what, 1992, 1993, was it? Yeah, wasn't he saying it's got all the law in it? Like essentially all the law is there, just with yeah. refinements come out a bit yeah. later, but it's pretty much all there. But it's like what if you did the Age of Three Emperors and it mm. went well, it would be so easy just to click into right. The end, this game is now ended and Magnus of Pius has united the Empire and now we can do, oh, it's made money, we can do a fantasy mm-hmm. relaunch in just 200 years before the, the previous fantasy edition and uh, oh, nobody yeah. has to retcon anything and it's a different time, so it's it's familiar but it's new. So yeah. it's, it's that, again, like I was saying at the beginning of the thing, it's that legacy edition. Yeah. Um, but because they've split the Empire into you know the three factions or the four factions or whatever they end up doing, Hopefully, they've got an idea to release the different styles. Like I was saying, I'd love to see some new tutage and guards. They would be amazing models. Mm. Absolutely amazing models. I mean, they might even keep some of the old ones. So things like your plastic flagellants, you might see them. But again, it's still three years away. Is it? <laughs> I don't mm. know. When, when is it due? Is it? Yeah. Well, they said uh, three to four years from when it first uh, was previewed, and that was a year ago. I was like last right. November, so you're looking at two to three years still. Maybe they'll do Age of Sigmar prequel when it's Sigmar the first time round. Maybe you never know. I can't see that happening, but I, I'd I mean, play it. it, it I'm like, yeah, like that's going like well into the prehistory of Warhammer Fantasy because if you remember, Sigmar was a barbarian. <laughs> Yeah, he's just a, a Conan XP, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> sort of. That's why it's funny when GW presses its IP claims. It's like, well, you've essentially ripped off everything oh, yeah. from everyone else. You can't have space. We're going to copyright Space Marine, are you? Starship oh, right. Troopers might disagree with that. Well, that's why you've got intercessors now. <laughs> What's well, we, an, we see, here's, here's another topic. Marines. Here's another topic that I don't Although I'm aware of what Primaris is, all the different types of them, I don't understand. Intercessor, the other one. (laughs) (laughs) One's got a big gun. One flies and has got a big gun. One's got a knife. Is that right? There's a few of them Um, have got knives. Yeah. Pass. Intercessor is just literally another name for a Space Marine tactical marine. If you think about it, so you've got, but you've got different types of ones. You've got assault intercessors, which are your obviously your assault guys with the chainsaws and bolt pistols. You've got your normal intercessors, which is your bolt bolt rifle guys, and the heavy intercessors, which has got the heavy bolt rifles. So, like literally, mini heavy bolters. 
Uh, that's too confusing for me. Oh well, there you go. I'll go for something simple like uh, a guitar. Yes, guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it's binary. It's either a guitar or it's not. That's correct. Has he got a long rifle or a very long rifle? Let's say distinguish the two. I am going to dig the Admech out. Actually, I've got an urge to paint them. Not right now. No, not right now. Although you chat amongst yourselves, I'll just paint. <laughs> oh, cheers. Thanks. Send any super chats my way, though. All right. I want um... the cash. <laughs> so here, here's one for you then, Mark. Right. Since you started podcasting, how have you enjoyed it? Oh, this is like a reverse interview. Because <laughs> hmm. obviously, um, just like, because this is what you've had five episodes. Yeah, this is the. A month, month and a bit. When did I start? Twentieth uh, of November is when I started. Right. So yeah, so you've been going just over a month now. Uh, I have really enjoyed it, hmm. um, and it's a—I I don't know who I was saying this to before, but it's like you—you you record it and you think, "Is this just going to be any good? Is this going to be shit?" And then, fortunately, all the times that I've. Um, done it when you start editing it and you put it together and then you when you play it back through and you've chopped all the silence and the um the bits where the guests get the words wrong which <laughs> i don't obviously. obviously um and then you play it through and then i think every time i've done it I think that sounds really good i'm like oh, I'm quite proud of that oh good so i have enjoyed it and i will hopefully continue doing it um rope in a few more guests mm. I mean, I um, think still after uh, Duncan Rhodes. <laughs> he will not pick up his phone. <laughs> or answer his door. No. Oh, why are you really that. trying then? Uh-huh. I hunted him down. Yeah. Well, he's got more free time now. He works from home. <laughs> I assume. Obviously. It turns out if you at him on Twitter, he just ignores you. So, <laughs> what can I say? I'll keep trying. I'll land that giant prize fish of Duncan Rhodes <laughs> in the split fire net. Is he your white whale? He is, yeah. Oh. I'll sink my channel just to get a hold of him. <laughs> um, uh, how was it for you? Because uh, I don't know. Well, you... it's one of those things where you don't really think about it, but when you actually do it, it's a lot of fun. Even if it's like, I think Vince was talking one about just reminiscing and talking about it. And going, I remember that. That's a lot. It's like hobby nostalgia. I think it was fortunate Vince's uh, topic was what it was because he could when he brought up the um, what was it? Um, Red Axe, Blood Axe Commandos. Like, yeah. mm. Nothing here. Well, fifty percent of his choices are from well, older than twenty years old, <laughs> twenty-five <laughs> years old. I am old. That's yeah. why. Yeah. That's it. I mean, we mock we, we mock Vince for this constantly as well. It's older than time itself. <laughs> Be nice. Can't beat the bullets. I'm being nice. I'm just you've got you've got the 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 wisdom of the ancients. I believe is. That's a very diplomatic way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what, what I was thinking, Mark. <laughs> no. <laughs> What I was thinking probably isn't broadcastable. <laughs> so we can't even beep it, can we? No, unfortunately not. 
Um, yeah, but then we picked the same item for his. His imperative was your number one, wasn't it? It was my yeah. number two. So that was a surprise. And then um, when me and Gavin's scoring of Carl Franz was pretty much <laughs> identical, that yeah, wasn't I mean, scripted. That was that was organic. One, just was one, one point away from everyone, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one point different in the end. Yeah. That just proves that it must be correct. If, if Gavin has concurred with me, then it must be correct. Yeah. We'll run with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't give him any credit, like, but you know. <laughs> no, he just has to agree with me. That's I'm not saying he's achieved anything independently. Ah. Whoa. It's a bit rude. It's my channel, I can be as rude as I like. I mean that seems reasonable. <laughs> um What was the topic of this? It's the review of the year, yes, on that yeah. massive tangent. <laughs> um has anyone achieved anything? Yeah, this, 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 this is where you can see how much stuff gets left on the cutting floor because it's like not relevant, not relevant, no, bollocks, not, not relevant. Yeah, we we taped for five hours and we've got a thirty-minute <laughs> show. <laughs> Although the first one was three hours, but the the person responsible for that is not answering his messages. Shocking! Outrageous! Hashtag professionals. I know. He even said he was up for it as well. Disgrace. Anyway, if you, has anyone achieved anything hobby-wise this year? Because I certainly haven't. Um, well, it's I've got a bit done. I don't know. What... Yeah. Like, well, again, with the release of 40k, you guys got proper, proper excited for 40k and Crusade mm. and everything, and it was a lot of fun. For that five minutes where we could actually play it. Yeah. Well, that, that little break where we you know we could get together and actually play games. Yeah. But. Um... It was annoying because I went into the, I went into the first lockdown having pretty much cleared all my backlog of stuff. So I'm looking. I don't know if you're aware of this. This like, uh, what was it? Uh, this paint hammer thing on Twitter. I've seen a lot of it now. Yeah, and it's literally just listing what you've painted over the course of the year. And I'm looking at mine now. I'm like, up until February, I got everything done. I was even painting my my ruined farmhouses that I got for bolt action. Because I was just like, oh, <laughs> that's commitment. <laughs> nothing really else to paint. I want to paint some stuff. And then the next thing I do isn't until May. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a good like couple of months where I've clearly just went and got picked up some things and done a little bit here and there, and then finished them off by May. And then you've got the big Indomitus stuff in like July and August, where I was like, right, I'm painting these. I'm really excited. Done, done, done. Um. But there's a lot of stuff I've noticed, because obviously these are things that you've completed over the year. And I remember talking to you about this, Mark, when we were talking about the um, the dislikes and hobby funk and stuff like that. Mm. The amount of times you get to like the last 10, 5% of a model or a project, and you just go, eh. Uh, I, had that, <laughs> I had that with um, Zangos. Like, oh, this is really easy, and it's going well. And yeah. I put them down, and then... Never pick them back up again. <laughs> but, uh, Just gathering dust now. Yeah, I'll do it later. Well, this is it. Like I was saying, I've got an entire Imperial Knight army upstairs. Just needed need basing and need weapons finished, and that's it. Couple uh, of I, here and there, but I, I need to paint gravel on the base, and that is literally the army done. <laughs> not being done, not being touched. Shocking. That's been my year. Uh, just. 
buying stuff, painting thirty percent of it, and going, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not be playing anything." So what's the point? Well, that's, it's, that's it's, it. Especially when you got to like that, that second one, or like you got, it's just like, "Hey, I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff." What's the point? That's, that's <laughs> it. So I, I need that. Uh, you're gonna have to paint this because in uh, three days you go into a tournament and they're grading you on the paint skin. <laughs> you're gonna have three <laughs> colors on it at the minimum yeah. to get that five points. Like that, that motivates me. But just uh, you got infinite time. It's fine. Nah, no motivation. It was. A, it's been a difficult time to be fair, though, hasn't it? Like yeah. what a crap, oh, yeah. crap year to try and do anything really. It just hasn't turned out as. Even you know, where you've got all this time, you can't go anywhere. You've got all the stuff, you got all the things. It should just be a case of right. I'll do an hour a night, and I'll do. I'll have my army done in a month. And that, no, that just melts into dust. Well, that, that that hour you do a night starts to become. Oh, I can do that tomorrow. I'll just do two hours tomorrow. Or, or I'll put these in another room so I don't have to see them. That's <laughs> yeah. that's a good way of dealing with it. <laughs> I wonder oh, if I could put. Why, why are my models covered in dust now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to blow the dust off, which just takes another hour. I'll move, I'll move these models over here so I can't see them. Oh my god, there's circles of dust where the bases were. Yeah, just put them on a grand tour. It goes from the main desk to the kitchen table to uh, the spare room to a box in the spare room and just gets further and further away. And then you dig them all out. And like, right. Absolutely. Uh, now this workload is uh, five times what it was at the start of the year. I'll just buy Magnus. That's a good idea. <laughs> I tell you what, now's the perfect time to start a new project. <laughs> what, in the middle, in the middle of five other ones. <laughs> yep. That's just that's just what hobby hobbyism is like, though. It is. It is. Did you achieve anything this year, Gavin? Not in hobbies, just anything. Just in general, in life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've I've been working all the way through, so it's not actually been that different for me. Um, like hobby-wise, I painted all my Militarum Tempestus up. Now, what is a Militarum Tempestus? It's a Scion. Is that what they used to call Stormtroopers? Yes, what they yeah. used to call Stormtroopers, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, Stormtroopers have gone through many iterations, like Stormtroopers, and then Kassakin was essentially the new ones. I remember, that's, I remember that one, yeah. Cadians. And... Now, the Militarum Tempestus. And uh, they're very cool. And I've got, uh, it's like fifteen hundred points all told with the various little bits. I think it is because um, they're relatively expensive in yeah, the infantry. Yeah. And then um, I've got uh, Valkyrie and the auxilia type stuff, hmm. so commissars and psychers and stuff like that. So I did them. I, I finished off my Zinch demons. I painted a whole load of horrors. So I've got hundreds of horrors now. That was you kind bad. of put everyone to shame there, though. Uh, uh, yeah, but then well, horrors are ridiculously easy to paint. I was going to say, yeah. how, how. Describe how you painted your horrors. So I undercoated them white. I think it was Wraithbone white. Wraith mm. white? Something like that. The uh, then, I put a, then I put a contrast on, so blue for blue and pink for pink. And yellow for the yellow, and then I painted the like some gold bits and some uh, and nails and horns and tongues and things like that, and feathers, and mm -hmm. that, and then base them, and it's done. So it's it's my kind of army. Yeah, 
uh, it's easy. So that, that easy, count. no stress. <laughs> so yes, I've got more than. Oh, and I also got another lot of change. Well, I got uh, what's his what's his face? Kairos. Kairos fate weaver. Yeah, I added him, and again, mm. contrast paints made him really easy. So, so I got all my demons finished. Um, what else are the paints? Oh, and then a, a plethora of weird and wonderful things. So a few endless spells, some Blackstone Fortress characters. You did all your Blackstone Fortress stuff, didn't you? Not quite. Year? I'm almost done. Right. Um, and that, that was this year. Like, like in between, like I do, I did like a load of horrors. Then I do a Blackstone Fortress character to right. freshen it up, and then I did some the Scions. And then I'd do some other Blackstone Forest. So I was, I was always painting something different. Yeah. I don't mind. I feel like that's the best way to deal with it as well. Because yeah. if you stick to one project, you do get tired of it. You do get bored of it. Yeah. So having that something different there just to take your mind off it and do something it means, it means you, you, you can focus on something else. Yes. So it's not the same color palette or it's a different texture that you're painting or. Yeah. And I'm quite fortunate because I'm, I'm a big person at the specialist games. Mm. So I have a wide variety of weird and wonderful things to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't done any this year, but like last year I ended up painting a load of Man of War stuff. Right. Uh, from the dim, dark depths of Games Workshop <laughs> history. Man of what? <laughs> exactly. Um, Just wait till they bring it back for Age of Sigma. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man of War is an excellent game. I'll have Vito. nothing against it. I, I, like I enjoyed War. Man of War when we played it. If they yeah. bring it back for Age of Sigma, it'll be full of all sorts of crazy crap. Yeah. Trust, it was full of crazy crap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we look at the different ships, like the orcs with their um, ability to latch onto and then use a giant hammer to smash holes in the ship that's <laughs> alongside. Um, that's in keeping. Yeah. But again, it's one of those things where it does, doesn't Mantic do their own the, they've done now. it. They've got a ship game now. Yeah, yeah. the uh, Armada. Yes, yes, right. I think that's right. Uh, and it's basically Man of War. Yeah, from what I was looking at. Um, but I've got enough ship-based games going on at the moment. I can't have another. <laughs> I mean, well, this is it as well. Like we were talking about dystopian wars as well, which is exciting. Which is back, apparently. Yep. Uh, end of January. Ooh. Not, not too long, actually. I thought it no. Longer. no, really not long at all. I, 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 I am not a fleet-based person. I do not enjoy fleet games. But Dystopian Wars was one of the first ones I had a lot of fun with. It, I think it it just made it a lot easier to play that sort of game for people who don't enjoy it, them. Because it's, it's, it, it's it's yeah. it, it was a fun game, and it was like... We always say about how we used to be able to just roll a load of dice, and then if there was any sixes, you got to roll some more again and more again yeah. and more again. And you know, and that is just—it's just very appealing to people. I think I think that was the point there. It's a—it's a fun game mm-hmm. rather than it being an ac- historically accurate battle simulator. <laughs> oh, yeah, so... but, but then what? Uh, you me... mean there was no secret power source found in the South Arctic? And in... yes, but you could. You could do that, but you could South do Arctic is at the Antarctic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a, it's an entirely different world. It could be anywhere you like. The South Arctic. Um, <laughs> but I like, did geography at CCS. No, I didn't. That explains. <laughs> <laughs> they could, but 
again, they could have done it in a way which made it like, it's a, it's a historically based, you know, you've got to go so fast. If you're moving too fast, you do this, you do that. And there's so many different modifiers, and there's a, which complicates the game and makes it less fun. If you see what I mean. Mm, I do. Uh, it's and not. You're going to now jump to the defence of your nerdy <laughs> battle at sea game, right? <laughs> victory at sea. That's the one. Okay. That is a different game, though. It is a different game, and I think this is the it thing. To no, I think that would to me. no, it wouldn't. And to be fair, this, like me and Gavin were discussing this the other day because I got um, HMS Hood for Christmas, and I sent him a picture of the data card. Um, and both of us were saying we were quite disappointed in how they'd actually um, written it up because HUD, you know, at the time historically was was huge, not only in terms of propaganda but also in terms of what the British managed to achieve with it. It wasn't a battleship, but it was it was a battle cruiser really. It was a fast. I mean, it was a fast battleship. It was a fast battleship. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. It had battleship armament and battleship armor. But it was also fast. Yes. So we got called a battle cruiser by the British. Yeah. Because anything that was fast was a battle cruiser to them. Yeah. It's a battleship. But it, but it was, you know, I think it was, in reality, it was fifteen-inch guns. Yes. I think for Hood, yeah. which is not small in terms of naval naval guns. Um, and yeah, fair enough. It had four turrets with two barrels in each turret. But because of the way they've written the rules, what that basically equates to is, regardless of what the size of the shell is in Victory of Sea, you basically just get eight dice per barrel per turret. So you get eight dice for hood, because it's got two barrels per turret. Whereas you then could look at another ship. Um, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Um, so it was the American uh, mm, North Carolina? North Carolina, yeah, which has got... Four barrels per turret, I think. Uh, three, three, four turrets. But it's got four. Tu- was it four or five? Four. I think it's four. This Ed- is such an underhand way of telling Ian that actually the nerdy, it's historically accurate. Actually, you do this many knots and this many barrels. Well, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry. So the argument was, the hood was significantly better than the North Carolina in terms of technology, in terms of, you know, weapon systems and all the rest of it. Yet in Victory at Sea, the North Carolina can put out more damage than the Hood because of the way they've written the rules. Um, and this is something that we were saying the other day. We were saying, like, you know, yeah, it's 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 a good game and it's a really cool system, but it definitely feels like there's stuff missing, if that makes sense. Right. I've um, actually played a game of it. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Uh, when the... F- first lockdown ended and whenever that was june july was it something, I can't, like, something like that i can't remember now really yeah but, before but yeah whenever the first whenever the first in the past yeah whenever the first lockdown ended um i'd had chance to paint both fleets so the starter set and i also got a british fleet as well um so I had everything painted, went round to Gavin's, and basically we had a game. Uh, you were the Americans, I was the yes. Japanese. Um, so we basically used the starter fleet and then added a battleship to each, I think. Or you had a... Is that Something, like, Something like that. Um, but yeah, oh, that was, that was what I was going to say. So it, it plays really well, and 
if you get a critical i like i really like the critical system because the critical system is very similar to what i would imagine well, having never been on a ship in battle but i would imagine as to the craziness that occurs when a ship yeah. takes a, a a huge hit in battle but by craziness do you mean detonation of sending molten metal well, shredding the crew into bits yes but then obviously the rules are written to show that it has that effect so you know you lose the capability to do stuff you may lose the capability to fire certain weapons or sail at full speed or you know whatever it is that the rules say um and both fleets were very well matched other than gavin having the battleship because i think it had something like 57 hull points um and in one turn i managed to get one of my um, japanese heavy cruisers close to it hit it with a full broadside and fire torpedoes at it um to do i think a ridiculous amount of damage 30 odd points of damage or whatever and yet the thing was still sat there and because none of the damage that i did equated to a critical it was all just damage on damage on damage on damage it meant when gavin got his turn with the north carolina he had <laughs> full ability to use it so it, it works in a way but this is also in fairness to its warlord games who make it but i think it's actually it was it was done by somebody else and warlord have basically taken them on to um yeah to 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 do the new version um yeah, I mean, and it, that's what they did with conflict 47 as well i mm. believe Mm-hmm. Where it's like they had full action as that sort of mainframe, and a guy went like, like I think it was like some sort of like like Iron Goblin or something like that. I forget the name of the company, but they did like this weird World War Two thing with Conflict Forty Seven, and um, Warlord were like, "That's cool. We want to do that." Yeah. So obviously they they did bought them out or like brought them in. Here's a question then: Who'd win in a fight theoretically between uh, the Hood and a um, Imperial battleship from Warhammer Forty Thousand? The Imperial battleship from Warhammer Forty Thousand, <laughs> because it's about I mean, a hundred times bigger than the Hood. <laughs> well, you say that, but if you've seen the film uh, Battleship, oh, a, uh-huh. um, the Missouri, there is a reason I've not seen that film because it's shite. You can't say it's shite if you haven't seen it. I, I mean, yeah, I can. I mean, you can, because it is. I've seen it, and it's got one of the best fil- uh, bits in cinema history in it, where they uh, <laughs> turn the battleship into a controlled slide and then blow up a um, alien mothership using uh, the t- I'm gonna... time 80-year-old um, technology. It's I'm going to suggest that we press X to doubt. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, does, it does happen in the film. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. sure of its efficacy in real life alien invasion, but it's got Liam Neeson in it. It has. Oh, that's all right. Which then. was why didn't you lead with that? Which was weird. Like I always remember thinking, why did you choose to do this, Liam Neeson? Why did he choose to do anything in his later career? Liam <laughs> Ta- needed money. That's all that is. Taken. Th- we will write you a check, Liam Le- Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you only have to, you can do it. You can film all your parts in three days, uh, and there's a check for a billion dollars. Yeah, I'll do it. Not a problem. Yeah, but then it's Liam Neeson, and he doesn't. He just have the ability to go like, right. This is how much money I want. <laughs> well, I mean, does yeah. now. I imagine not when he before because it would have been before he did. 
Phantom Menace, maybe? No, it was after that. Phantom oh. Menace is 97 or 98? 99. Taken, that's it. Taken, so he, yeah. has, he has two years off uh, after doing Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> um, oh, to be fair, you, he did, did Batman you, Begins. You've reached the um, uh, Liam Neeson filmography section of, <laughs> of the stream. <laughs> This stream, this stream is off its tits. Yeah, there's clearly, well. a, there's clearly a bit where he's he's just having bit parts. He's in love, actually. He's in Kingdom of Heaven. He's in Batman Begins. Oh yeah, he's in Kingdom of Heaven, isn't he? Batman yeah, Begins. Like Batman Begins minutes. was fantastic, though. Yeah. Raz al Ghul. And then, like, 2008, he's in Taken. He's in uh, Clash of the Titans, the A Team. So no, he was in the A team, wasn't he? He played um, Hannibal. Uh, he did. He was all right in he that, did. to be fair. He's in 134 films. Listen, Liam Neeson got to eat. Exactly. Like, you can't judge the guy. I'm just saying, the quality of some of those <laughs> films are going to be suspect. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but if they're offering you cash to do effectively nothing... You wouldn't say no, would you? No. Uh, Alan makes a good point. He's like, the question is, are these bit parts when his wife died? Which it might have been. You see, if Alan was watching it on the YouTube instead, then we would see what he was saying. Yeah, I think you should. I think all the viewers from Ian's channel should move <laughs> across to YouTube. And, and then, and then, Alan. <laughs> poach those viewers. And then I have, f- I have linked your channel and I have linked the live the live stream. The other thing well, it would do, to be fair, is it would show the questions coming from the public on uh, the video for when. Hang on, don't equate the general public with just Alan. That's two different <laughs> units. <laughs> I mean, in this situation, Alan is the general public. That is true. Yeah. So, anyway, oh. about the hobby. What? What? Here's a, here's another one for you, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, we're not going back to Liam Neeson's film. No. <laughs> What is your plans for the New Year hobby-wise? I think Gavin's already touched on his. Uh, mine is to finish entirely a unit of High Elves. Wow. That's yeah. A old, yeah. 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 Before the end of next year. <laughs> no. Or before the end of January. Yeah. We'll, we'll check in. In this time next year to see if I make any any progress on that. Um, I, I want yeah, I want the high elves finished. That might be a bit much, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you've got a, a question in the chat there. By you. you. <laughs> Is this I'm not cannibalism? To I mean, you wanted to. I mean. <laughs> Should we finish one question first and then move on to the next one? Are we are we all only just asking Mark and then moving on? <laughs> a weird reverse interviewer. That was the weird. That was the that was the weird delay on the stream. It's like a thirty second delay. All right. Yeah. Whatever. I well, okay. All the question was asked. But yes, we'll go on. What are your hobby plans for next year? All right. Well, Vince is taking the lead. He's the he's the PM for now. That's pro- that's <laughs> project. That's has project the, manager from... Uh... Has he got the talking stick? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to keep it moderate. And I say I'm going to finish 
Um, 2,400 points of high elves, because that's the tournament level. Gee, up. 2,400 points. Well, uh, but how much is already done? Oh, I've got a question from Alan. He's in the wrong channel. Would Liam Neeson make a good emperor if they were to make a 40k film? No. No. So you have to wait for the third part of which is the best emperor for that one. <laughs> what? The specific would Liam Neeson make a good emperor versus oh, would Liam Neeson make a good Carl Franz? Well, having already established both emperors were bad. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't score very well though, did they, Mark? Carl Franz got over 50%. Storming, <laughs> storming him into the lead. Um, so, in that case, part three is who would you cast in a movie as the Emperor? Uh, Henry Cavill. Which one? Emperor Carl Franz or the Emperor? Both, actually. At the same time? Yeah. I think he worked for both. Yeah, I think he worked for both of them. You know what? He'd do it as well. He's a massive yeah. nerd. He is. I'd like probably make his day. Do you want to play the Emperor in <laughs> Henry? It's like, well. I'll I'll take a hiatus from the Witcher and play the Emperor. We totally hijacked Vince's question. Yeah, that's my that's my hobby aim is to finish twenty four hundred points of high elves, as in to completion with a base on it and everything. So how far are you through that at the minute? Because I know you've got a lot of stuff in various yeah levels it, finishing. Yeah, um, it's not each individual unit is probably not that far off completion, but altogether it's probably like painting. 1500 points from nothing. Right. Okay, that's not that bad then. But I'll keep it realistic because if I say I'm going to do that, then I'm going to finish Magnus and going to do 2000 points of 1000 Suns, then I'm going to add another five knights, and that's just not going to. I'll just no. be crushed. On the aisle. I think that'll be a good, good thing to tick off your list. Well, it's now getting into year five of owning the High Elves, and none of them are finished. <laughs> Actually, no, two um, giant eagles are finished and base. So there you go. Is it? Year oh, five. Yeah. Uh, no, we're coming at year four. I bought them in 2017. I was gonna say, crazy Moses. I mean, I thought I was bad at hobby, but that's pretty bad. It's not a yeah, circle of shame here. <laughs> this, is a, <laughs> this is a safe environment. I mean, we can make it's it a circle of shame if you like. <laughs> no, that's that's opening all sorts of Pandora's boxes. Alan says no comment. He doesn't want to take part in the circle of shame. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Too late. Uh, who's next on on the uh, who's got the talking stick next? Uh, Vince, what are you what are your plans for next yeah. year then? Uh, I'm gonna finish I my Apatamaris because mm, I got a fair few of them done. Mm. And then I got distracted with uh, toy ships because the victory at sea stuff turned up. Uh, so yeah, I think my my uh, target, if you will, is to get the um, the Primaris stuff finished. It's not a load, to be fair. There's not like a massive amount that needs done. Um, I mean, more than nothing. But the tanks, sorry, the tank. What the hell is it called? Impulsor. The impulses finished now, at least. Oh, good. Um, so that's done, and it's based, which is makes it easier as well um, what else question is, what is an impulsor it, it's um, a f f yeah it's a new rhino oh, it's a new rhino yeah new new rhino for does it float is that why yes. yes right got it 
New... It's the little floaty one, not the big floaty one. <laughs> the little right. <laughs> it's the is that new... what it's in the STC? That's what it's under. <laughs> It's the new, um, it's the new Rhino basically for Primaris stuff. So it has, it it floats. It's on grav plates because everything's on grav plates now. Isn't uh, it amazing how you know, they didn't have this technology for ten thousand years and then it's everywhere? Well, that's Belisarius Cole for you. He is a, a genius who just keeps pulling things out of his mechanical ass. I like him as a character, don't get us wrong, but I definitely feel like they've kind of gone, uh, what's he going to pull out of his backside today? Well, they won't make him a uh, fabricated general, though, because he's, um, he's got some crazy ideas, like... It's a maverick. Uh, there's, what do you mean? There's nothing wrong with traitor uh, gene seed. It'll be fine to make a lot of primary <laughs> traitor gene seed people. Mm -hmm. Who's You're off the something? chain, Cole! You're <laughs> off the chain! Someone clipping something there. Sorry, that's my pen. Ah. But yeah, so... Ian? Um, well, I'd like to get rid of my... Uh, I say get rid of Get rid of! Get rid of. <laughs> I'd like to finish my, my Cities of Sigmar stuff, all my, my crazy steam tanks and stuff like that, and my steam mega gargant. And, you know, I mean, I'm going to good way to get them done. There's a couple of bits I need to pick up for, like, crew and other bits and pieces. So it wouldn't take much to finish. Um, so if I can get them done by early, early in the year, that'll be nice. Mm. Uh, like I say... Like you say, there's not, there's not much to do, though, really. Well, like, again, I've got a lot of them, a lot of the bits done, mainly. Mm. Um, it's just, you know, sitting down and doing it. And, you know, there's a when you get the option of sitting down and doing nothing or sitting down and doing hobbies, it's very much a, uh, I am feeling lazy today, so I'm just going to mm. sit on my ass. How so. do you define done, though? How many... Um, Based? No, but, like, how many of these things are you intending on having? Uh, well, I've planned 2,000 points. How many steam tank on legs is that? That is one steam tank commander, three steam tanks... One Luminarch of Heish, two Hellblaster Volley Guns, and a Steam Mega Gargant. Now, isn't a Mega Gargant from a different race and a different gaming system? No, because Mega Gargants were the giant Gargants that they added, but they can't copyright the name Giant. Right. So anything, anything big now is a Gargant. So you've got Ale Guzzler Gargants, Chaos Gargants, things like that. So a Mega Gargant was the one of the latest releases of the the Sons of Bayamat, which is an army of giants, effectively. And you get access to one of them, which is a mercenary unit. And in Age of Sigmar, you can take mercenary units to add to your army. The only downside to taking a mercenary unit is that you don't generate a command point in the first turn. Do you oh. not? No. Mm, that's interesting. There's knowledge I will never put into use. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to try having a game of uh, Age of Sigmar at some point, Mark. Says who? And I'm sure, I'm sure a little birdie told me that you do have some Age of Sigmar models. I was bought them. Yes. I didn't purchase them myself. Uh, that's not what I said though. You I said accepted you them. them. You have them, <laughs> and you accepted them. Yeah, but it's all in context, isn't it? When's context ever helped anyone? 
Some that, yeah, I, they are quite aesthetically nice, and I will mm. get. Re I'm not putting them on this year's to-do list because, let's be realistic here, nothing's <laughs> going to get done this year. <laughs> but <laughs> I, they do look like they could be done with contrast, so I will give them a whirl. But just as a painting exercise, not as a deploy. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, just when you've got them painted. And you're happy with them, we could have a game, just saying. Mm -hmm. So that's just like the 2030s or something. Well, you know, it's whenever, it's whenever you <laughs> feel like There's no pressure, not from us. That's very generous. Uh, so, yeah. Do you know what it is? Uh, like, I, I, I say I hated fantasy. Hate's a strong word. I just didn't really yeah. enjoy it. Um, but. We've played Age of Sigmar a few times now, and I've got to be honest, every time I've played it, I've enjoyed it a lot more than I enjoyed Fantasy. And I think it's just because it seems it's a lot simpler to pick up and play, yeah. whereas sometimes with Fantasy, like... Let, let me go on an hour about why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> another, another quick thing about it, just, just to say about Age of Sigmar, it, it's quick to play as well. Yeah, You can get a 2,000-point game in an hour? Yeah. And you know what? Don't get us wrong. Like I've seen, um, what do you call it? I've seen fantasy games played that look amazing with huge armies and all the rest of it. But the, it takes them like three to four hours just to get two turns done, and you just think, I'm, I'm bored. Yeah, but that, I like that. That's... Oh, but that's but that's it. It's each to their own, isn't it? Like if that's something that you enjoy, we, then we've played some ten. Like last year, the year before, we've played some ten thousand point battles, and that has taken, and that's with like between three and four of us per side, and you have to divide the the art of the board up into segments and just do it all concurrently because otherwise you'd never get it done. Yeah. Well, this goes this goes back to the um, the old like apocalypse games that we used to do in the store where you used to line up everyone's armies on one side, line up everything, and they were just so dull. Do, you know, I remember you know when we did it, Ian, we went down to um, went down to Warhammer World and it was like me and I think it was you and Mark was there David. and it was John and David and John's yeah, son and it was... Right. God knows how many points you took. Yeah, the Tyranids, Mark. Uh, yeah, I remember this. It, we we were there for two days, and I think we did a turn and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And it was and just that's... poop. It was hard. <laughs> hard work. I don't think the uh, the forty k rules scale. That the, the fantasy rules are they work a bit better because you're dealing with blocks of infantry and. Mm -hmm. And they move as one and stuff like that, but the apocalypse scale is—it's too much. It's to, to move a, a loaded mini units at that scale is just going to take you forever. Yeah. Well, it? You love as you had—you had tyrannids. Well, everything that everything that wasn't a um, everything that wasn't a monstrous creature just got deleted in turn one. <laughs> just, uh, well, this is fun. See you in turn two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with Tyranids, though, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, but that fault is uh, magnified by the apocalypse rules. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it was like it was the plate-sized templates and yeah stuff that just wiped your stuff out. But even this is easier. why they redid apocalypse for eighth edition, ninth edition, and they literally turned it into epic. <laughs> Basically, yeah. they turned it, like you put a blast marker on this unit if it takes a hit. 
and then you roll a saving throw. If it's a critical, you roll a lower dice. You're like, oh, all right. <laughs> but you know, there's there's people that are enjoying that. Which you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Like, it makes the game quicker and it makes the game easier, and I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, if you're going to play big games using everything you've got, that's probably the way to do it. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's the two different things that I enjoy. If I want a ridiculous game where everything's going to die in a very short period of time, then I'll play 40k. But if I want something where it, it's it's a bit more not necessarily thinking, but it's not like you just plow everything in unless you're playing ogres and hope for the best. <laughs> um, then I'd, I'd pick a game of fantasy. So I don't need two games that are like quick. I think you do need to remember as well that Age of Sigma and Fantasy are completely different games. Yeah. Well, yeah, they are. Like Age of Sigma is a squad-based tactical game. Yeah. Entirely Fan- different game now. Yeah, so comparing them is 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 never going to work. No. No, I think it just makes you realise which sort of game <laughs> you prefer, if that makes sense. Because, mm. like you say, you could you could compare them all day, but they're completely different types of games. Um, but it just made me realise that I don't. I just never seem to get into fantasy. I think I said the only game I ever enjoyed was using your vampires, Ian. Mm. Um, and I think it's because other than the zombies and the skeletons, it, yeah. you know... It, you had the terror guys. You had well, the big beast monster. Yeah, and that was just... It was just nice to play. It was just yeah. a bit more... I don't know. Like It just felt a little bit easier to, to do. Um, yeah. Rather than some of the armies that you've got like you know um the one you were talking about earlier with the um your um what army are they that you do when you're um not bretonians the other human army good god the I'm, empire the empire thank you gone the, blank the major faction for the yeah day. i went blank there for a minute um <laughs> but yeah the the empire are obviously you know the the um, the sorts of games I've seen with the Empire—it's just you get them all set up on the back of the board with lots of artillery pieces and all the rest of it, and then basically blow your opponent apart as they slowly march towards you across the board. Nobody, uh, nobody wants to play the null artillery train. That's just well, fun. well, this is it. But that's what you see, and I think that was what put us off. That that was hmm? any system's got that though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, true. Every system's got gun line. Yeah. You've got 40, you know, the Tau gun line list. Ugh, yeah. God. Or the gun line list. You see, yeah, but at least... I, I've not seen many... I've not seen many... I've not seen many guard like gun line lists for a long time now. Since they brought out the new... Um, um, what do you call them? The Scion stuff and that that you were talking about earlier. I've not really seen many armies where they've kind of gone for the crazy... Um, Gunline armies, Line, yeah. But it's just a, the, the slight difference with guard is they use the tanks, and the tanks will keep moving, but yeah. they will keep shooting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will roll forward five point nine 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 recurring inches, <laughs> <laughs> and shoot twice with their. Some, some people would call that gaming it, but <laughs> utilizing <laughs> the rules. Gavin calculating the odds is what that. Is. <laughs> this is getting. This is. Um, Venturing into Math Hammer here. Math Hammer, oh my <laughs> lord. The best form. Everyone loves Math Hammer. Math I mean, that is essential. Oh, 
Wasn't wasn't that one of your dislikes, Mark? It was one of my. You may remember. <laughs> Loyal uh -huh. viewers may remember. Yeah. <laughs> it was no, one of his dislikes. I can't be right. It wasn't aimed at you in particular. <laughs> I mean, it felt like it was aimed at you. It, it, it seriously wasn't. I've seen people actually almost I... bring out the spreadsheets to work out what the the yeah. likely dice rolls of fifty dice are. Like, just roll them for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll I'll take like a few seconds to go. Uh, this seems more likely. I'll go with that one. Mm. Uh, no, this is like well, there's a thirty percent chance of that, so that'll be five dice left, and the five dice they'll have to give five to wound, so it's going to be like, yeah. Uh, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'll I'll use it to inform my decisions, but it won't. It won't make the decision. Yeah, that's it's algorithmic. Because at the end, it's dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to roll a one anyway. Yeah. What What are you looking forward to hobby wise next year, Gavin? Uh, being able to do it, mm. I think, would be nice. <laughs> we have uh, a winner. <laughs> uh, Dystopian Wars has jumped massively back on because for that, because it kind of they, it's like Spartan Games died like three years ago, oh, something no, like that. Longer than yeah. that. It was well, whatever. What year did we go? Time. What year did we go to? Um, uh, thing wasn't it? Was it two? I thought it was two thousand and fourteen. Oh, oh we did. We went to the big uh, London thing. Yeah, um, salute. What salute. That was it. Was it 2015? Because did we not go down for my thirtieth? Maybe. Maybe. That was, that was the year. That was the year we got the boat as a hotel. That was that was just me and you though. Yeah. It was so when we. It was when we all went down. It would have been 2016. Was it? So yeah. they they went bust the year after. So yeah. three years ago. <laughs> it's probably because of all the free stuff they were handing out. Well, they got they the... Um, they probably it, knew then. They were like, just get rid of it! Well, Go! You, uh, you were talking about it the other day, and the, the, they got the Halo license. Yeah. And they showed off... Um, Fleet Battles had been out for a while. Yeah. And well, Fleet Battles was, was the year before. Yeah, and then they were showing off Ground War, or whatever it was called. Yeah. Halo mm -hmm. Ground oh. Battles, or whatever. Because um, I remember looking at the models and thinking, yeah, they're really nice. I'm gonna pick a, I'm gonna pick a box of that up. Um, and then they did the, they did a Kickstarter for the dystopian bankruptcy. Basically, yeah. it turned out that's what it was. But they did a Kickstarter to, which was for the new dystopian wars starter set, which yeah. was going to be the Prussians versus the Covenant, I think. Right. Yeah, because you got the you got the crazy huge Prussian. Um, you got the iceberg. Yeah, yeah. iceberg yeah. ship thing. So I backed that. Luckily, I used my credit card. Um, but I backed that, and it was about three months later, not long after it had been successful, that they filed for administration. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was lucky that I got my money back because, like I say, I paid on a credit card. Um, so you get protections against stuff like that. But uh, I mean, we met the guy when we went to Salute a couple of times, and he was a lovely bloke, the guy who who formed the company. But I think I heard from a few people that the problem that he had was he just loved creating stuff, and he didn't think yeah. about actually stabilizing his range. He was a hobbyist, not a business person. Yeah. yeah. So, which is a shame. Massively. But I'm glad, you know, it's being picked up by... Um, the Wild Wild West people. I can't think of their name now. Someone help me. Oh, uh, Jim West. War Cradle. Yeah, War, Cradle. War Cradle. 
so it's being picked up by War Cradle, who obviously already do um, Wild West, Exodus, and Firestorm Armada, and Mythos. Well, I think is another one that they've done for well, Firestorm. They, they, Firestorm was Spartan. Was, oh yes, it was. Sorry, they picked that up as oh, well, didn't they? Yeah, they, announced, they picked that up, and they said they weren't going to continue it, but they've announced recently that they are. Right. So you see, because I've always been interested in their Wild Wild West game. Um, I mean, they're lovely models. They are lovely models, and it's a skirmish game, and I like those yeah. sorts of games. Um, you know, that it, it it's one of those where you can pick up like a hero, a character, mm-hmm. and then a group of four, whatever you know, yeah. like random guys or whatever, um, and you've got enough to have a game. You, you know, it just seems to be quite well set up. And now, I think Gavin uh, touched on this earlier, but now that they've got it. They've brought everything into the same age. So Wild yeah. Wild West now is in the dystopian age. So you can That's get right. the Covenant of the Enlightened, which used to be the Covenant of Antarctica. They're all... Do you mean do you mean South Arctic? <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. the Covenant of the South <laughs> Arctic. But they're um they've brought it all together, which is really, really nice because it means it all just links together when you're doing stuff and you kinda you just have that <laughs> like ability to get into the lore and stuff like that you know what i mean which i think is something that gw do quite well as as well in fairness like because they've they've done in a similar style they've done a couple of other games as well Mm. where you've got lost world exodus which is like it's a bit like the wild west but it's in like a, a rainforest and like the secrets of a lost world yeah well that's the one i think when they first got the ip for dystopian wars that was the one where they were like, "Well, let's go and explore this." It's the world, world, than six, yeah. World. And it's, I think, it's meant to be. Oh, I might have this wrong. I haven't checked. It's meant, it's meant to be like the lost lands in Antarctica or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Interior. Your expedition has discovered that the interior of Antarctica has been transformed into a wild and wondrous land rich in potential. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's. I, I bet it'll be interesting. I can guarantee it because, <coughs> excuse me, they'll have just um, expanded what they've done already um, in terms of Wild West Exodus to take advantage of the dystopian uh, war stuff that they've they've taken on. I, I bet you that's their version of Dystopian Legions. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Because it, it doesn't look like they've released anything for it yet. Now I'm having a quick look. It looks like it's all. They've got a couple of um, concept stuff which I've seen, which mm. is interesting. Um, but one of the other ones that they do is called Mythos. Yeah. Which is like your HP Lovecraft Cthulhu Mythos stuff. Yeah. And it's a similar, again, it's the same sort of, it's a small skirmish game with with small factions. Mm. So. But it's, I mean, the other thing I like is. For most of the stuff that they do, they do free rule books. Yeah. Which GW have finally come round to. Yeah. Um which I've always thought's a good idea. Give people the basic rules for free. And then if they want more in depth rules or if they want, you know, the law and the background and all the rest of it, you do your big book that they're gonna go out and buy. But at least you've kind of got them by giving them the rules, if that makes sense. Um but it, you know, it took them so long just to even think about doing that. It was. Just... <laughs> They're getting there though. 
But no, oh. uh, similar to what you were saying there, Gavin, uh, I'm excited for that, I must admit. Because the other useful thing is we've all got fully painted a completed fleet. And, I think uh, uh, uh. I gotta have to... <clears throat> all of us except one. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I wasn't able to acquire a fleet before the company went bust. <laughs> <laughs> Should have gone in quicker. Yeah. I should have hung around the skips when the day after the bankruptcy was announced. Well, this this they sold it all somewhere, didn't they? Someone, uh, uh, warlord, whoever got it all. Did all they the get it all? Did they? Yeah. So for a long while, you could get it on eBay. Um, right. They were selling it through that. Uh, Hello, Elliot has joined us in uh, my chat. Uh, so I don't know where. I know. I'm look. I'm just saying, if he wants to go back over to the actual Splitfire Gaming Live one on YouTube. You should probably do that as well. What's the only way you can interact with all of us? Because we, we can all see the questions that aren't fl flooding in. <laughs> Look, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, editing them. I'm just uh, overseeing all the questions that come in, Mark. That's all that is. Who appointed you as question overseer, man? No one. Uh, Zar. Yeah, Zar. Nobody exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I believe I linked it before, but I will link it again. Yeah, I can give you the link if you need it, if not. It is in Katie's Discord, I think. I'll put it on there. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> I mean, by all means, I'd stay in my chat as well. I, I, like the, I like the viewers. Don't you worry. Well, you can do both. It's just, it's if you don't want the questions censored by Ian before the... Uh, well, there we go. <laughs> Before they reach you, it's better to put it in. I mean, I do have sound works on my channel. That's all I'm saying. No one cares, Ian. It's it's Mark's. <laughs> I'm split, very proud of these sound effects. It's Mark's split fire gaming podcast, not I Ian's know, piggyback off the back of it. <laughs> well, apparently it is. That's the piggyback out of everyone else. So I'm going to keep on doing it. <laughs> Hello, Elliot. Elliot's a fellow hobbyist. He. Uh, you're a bit sad you got a yeah i remember you saying that because you had the elliot had the americans in the empire of the rising sun if i remember rightly mm. um where did you get rid of them to elliot uh the b1n file possibly yeah <laughs> unless he gave them away oh he might have sold them they, they might have been worth a bit of money it was on the e the ebay's titans really. yeah. on the ebay's yeah I slipped that in. Mm. Binning things has got a very noble history, though. <laughs> I mean, it's better than setting them on fire, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Martin um, had the Empire of the Sun. Uh, uh, right. What did you do with your Yanks then? In the bin? Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> they got turned into ash. That's, That's fine. That's what. All annoying hobby projects go. Yeah. So Elliot like bought Elliot bought my half. Uh, sorry, go. Elliot bought death the um, Necron half of my Indominus box, and his uh, Necrons are very very nice. Yes, and I really like the orange that he did on them. Yeah. Very good. It's very nice. The um, the there are. If I remember rightly, it's like a bronzy gold colour for the metal, but then he's done a really bright orange for the mm. orbs and gorse weapons. Yeah, but... so it looks like like energy of the sun. There's something we can talk about, Mark. 
What's that? The new 40k box that they're bringing out that was just announced. Oh, with with Carol Decker. <laughs> yes, with Carol Decker. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I, I don't know. I've, I've got no interest in Dark Elder, and I sort of like um, Sisters of Battle. Well, no. Well, this is this was my problem. I think this is what I was seeing yesterday or the day before on the Discord. Right, it was saying the same thing about like all the stuff. That I was like, like. All the stuff we've done over the course of the year, and all the stuff that hasn't been finished, and everything else. So I'm I'm with you there. Don't worry. I've still got half like half of my on with the stuff to finish off as well. Um, what was I saying? So yeah, so there was the Indomitus box that came out, which was really really good in my opinion. And then there was the um, the box sets that they did after that, which were really really good. Like it was yeah. all the new models. It was the new Primera stuff. It was the new Necron stuff. The models were really nice. They were, in my opinion, they were good value and all the rest of it. Um, and then they've announced, obviously, that the next one is going to be Sisters Against Dark Eldar, and yeah. I just wasn't impressed. I just well, thought the box were... that they've they've announced is quite poor. Well, those those boxes aren't. Um, they're not. They're not starter sets. They're what they call battle boxes. Which one? Those ones. This this piety and pain that they're yeah. going to bring out. Yeah, right. Piety and pain. So they did it with the orcs, mm-hmm. and they've done it. They've done it previously with different different iterations, where they've got a lot of stuff which is already existing, and they add like a, a couple of new heroes in there. It's like it's a preview, effectively. Right. And it's a way. It's a way to sell them the single individual models <laughs> better. Mm-hmm. Before they actually come out on release, right. so what you'll see is you'll see a lot of things like that for individual single models before they release them individually. Is yeah. this like when they had Thracker versus yeah Wolfman uh, Ragnar Ragnar? Yeah, That's it, new yeah. Ragnar because yeah. he yeah. was so, pre- that was the one where he yeah. was primarisified, wasn't he? Because yeah, exactly. obviously Thracker was now the size of a house. Yeah, but. You see, I like that box. I thought it was a nice box, and you obviously got the new Primaris Space Marines as well. Well, um, they were new. Well, they were they were they new. Were... They were newish, though. They were newer than yeah. they were newer than what's in this Piety and Pain box. Because this has only been out a year, you know. Are they? Um, I know, but ah, uh, just. <sighs> They're just not as good, in my opinion. The models are just a bit poop. Like, hmm. I just don't, uh, I just don't like the the look of any of the models. I don't feel like they did a good job on the new sisters as as like they have done with some of the. If you if you look at the sisters that are in that box, and the then sisters models are fantastic, man. Uh, <laughs> but if you look at those models that are in this box, fight, fight, fight. And then you go and look at what was in the Indomitus box, and you look at the new Necron stuff, and you look at the new Primera stuff. It, they're just worlds apart. Like, and I get that sisters are meant to be, you know, sisters, so they're not meant to be as big as Primera's Marine, and they're not, you know, meant to be big chunking warriors and all the rest of it. But I just thought they could have done better. Like, they're not bad. Don't get us wrong, but 
I just felt a bit disappointed by them. No, I like I I love the entire Sisters range. I would really really like a Sisters army because I think those models are fantastic. Some of the best models workshops done. I, I thoroughly think they are fantastic. Um, and I I believe who was I talking to about about design? Was it when I was talking to you, Mark, about the designer stuff? Um, and, um, yes. I can't. Remember. I was talking to someone about designer models. And the thing with dark, the dark elder models, their design is still yes. fairly current, fairly up to date. So you don't really need to do very much with them. Because I was saying um, uh, the neglect of Xenos was something that annoyed yes. me. That's right. And you were saying that the dark elder See, are still good models. Elliot's with me. Elliot's saying the sisters are decidedly meh in his opinion. Really. I just no, no, I, don't I, I, don't get us wrong, Ian. As as you said in in your um in your episode of the podcast, and I think I said it in my episode of the podcast. It you know the hobby is what you want of it. It's your yeah, if you if you like, I mean, it, my big thing. Um, I think that I made reference to when I was on was the new Van Sar for Necromunda, which mm. I I absolutely loved the old Van Sar, and I was really looking forward to them coming out. And then they came out, and I was just like, they're shit. They just, right. they just absolutely. I just didn't like them. They just didn't gel with us. I didn't like the models. I didn't like the look of them, and I just had no interest in picking them up. Which then immediately, unfortunately, stopped any interest I had in doing Necromunda because I was like, well, that was what I was looking forward to. I was looking forward to the new version of the models that I'd always enjoyed, and maybe it's that thing that yeah. people talk about where they say you should never meet your heroes. You should never. You know, you should never. Never get. Them. Yeah, <laughs> but. but so, what do you think of the latest Orc Commandos, then? I don't like them. Which are... They're not Blood Axe Commandos. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the exact same yeah. sculpt from 1992. <laughs> Beanie hats. No. That, well, that's what a Commando is. You see, they're not... Right, for me, they're not... Um, they're not... Blood Axe Commandos anymore in the style of what they should have been. Because Blood Axe was always about mimicking the Imperials, which is why they wore yeah. camouflage and they had beanie hats and all the rest of it. Uh -huh. Because that's that's what they were meant to look like. What do they look like now? Now they just look like orcs who... I don't, I don't even know how to describe them. They're just... Well, they're more orky, aren't they? They are definitely more orky, which I get. Don't get us wrong. But... They're not blood axe commandos. Oh, okay. I think there must be a trend with um, Necromunda because I was looking forward to Cordor coming back out, mm. and then when they were like, "Oh, they <clears throat> recycled trash," and they no, don't get really... I really like the Cordor stuff. I think the Cordor models are some of the best models they've ever done. Wait, I think no, I didn't, didn't like them. It's interesting you should say that, Mark, because then Elliot's just said exactly the same. He was looking forward to the new Orlocks. Because <laughs> he, oh, right. yeah, yeah, sorry, the deluxe, yeah, and uh, uh, deluxe turned into some sort of vampire. Oh, they were men, didn't they? Yeah. They, they turned into some sort of like dark city thing, which you know I really like as well. Like <laughs> I, I like the redesign of all the Necromunda stuff. I really like because it gives rather than it being, and again, this is this is a lot of stuff with Workshop that what they're doing is they're making it making the design to fit into 40k. They're making their own like so. It's not just generic generic designs now because you could argue that uh, a lot of the um, Vansar stuff 
were wearing June still suits. You know what I mean? Mm. And, you know, the deluxe mm. guy, <laughs> French coat. I mean, they definitely all had their own um, styles. I know, I know you those trench coat cyberpunks at Elliot. And I, I get that. <laughs> I do get that. <laughs> uh, I, I even had that with the Enforcers. Um, I wasn't that bothered about the redesign Enforcers. I was looking forward to them. But when the the, um, the subjugator models, I think, are great. So they yeah, sort of that there. The, the extra heavier armor. And everything. Well, they've got the, the riot shields and they look yeah. much. They look if they they should all be like that. Because um, mm-hmm. I think they look a bit too skinny. The uh, right. the normal ones. I've got some um, subjugators upstairs that I didn't paint, just for full disclosure. Well, Alan's Alan's not a fan of the Delac either, mind. I'm getting that on my uh, on my. <laughs> He's not a fan. I I really like the Delac models. I really like the idea of them. Who I, I, who is this Alan, and where is he talking to you? He's talking to him. He's watching his... my head. Oh, he's right. got his own private chat for his elite members on his own right. stream. But, uh, just because he, uh, he's, he's subscribed, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> to your OnlyFans. That is not something that anybody wants. Ever. Sexy man! <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> I can't remember his YouTube login, that's why. You don't need a login to YouTube? That's his story and that's and he's sticking to it. You don't what? <laughs> that's his story. And he's sticking to it. What don't you understand? How convenient. <laughs> what, what was the original question? Um uh, what are we doing next year? Yeah, oh, which right. I think we got round everybody. With a few tangents, and then we just uh, descend on slating Necromunda. Well, well, I who? How did we get the Necromunda? It was because you were saying you don't like new models. No, oh, I asking, was. I was saying yeah. I didn't like the new box. Yeah, you're like asking it. about the new box. I think that's what it was. My <laughs> issue with the new box is um, I'm just not asked about either of the factions. So yeah, yeah, that's it's. It's blown completely past me. It's but, not. I don't. I don't even hate them. It's not like a squats versus tau box set, or at least it would get some sort of reaction from it. This is just like. All I'm saying is those boxes that they're releasing, they're just supplementary boxes. They're not. You don't. The only thing that they're there for is to sell those two new models. Hmm. And they're trying to obviously it'll, it'll retail at about 100, 120 quid. Yeah. So rather than waiting for the individual model which will cost 15 to 20 quid they yeah. can get another quid out of you no this is true this is true that's, that's all that is that's that that box there is entirely a business decision which is the same with the other battle boxes because they did one called wake the dead where you got battle brother art captain brother, brother captain artemis and uh the all three fast year what's his name Eldrad Ulthran. Eldrad Ulthran, the new plastic Eldrad Ulthran. Uh, Ulthway, isn't it? Ulthwan. No, 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 it's not, Ulthway is the craft world. Yeah. Yeah, Ulthwan. Another box set where you got Janezar and Dra- uh, Drazar, but you also got Howling what? Banshees and Incubi in plastic in there. So that was a, another way to sell 
a couple of but that things. was that was when they were doing um the psychic awakening stuff wasn't it hmm. so that was all part of the when the new the, the new three eldar what was it they weren't eldar gods i can't even remember what they were now the crazy eldar people that came into existence the, yeah the trial the inari in, inari or whatever the hell it was <clears throat> so, but they've done they, it in age of sigmar as well yeah they've, yeah they've done it with age of sigmar so they did one what was the, the stormcast one where you get the uh the lassie stormcast with the two axes what was her I'm sure there was one like that. How are we back to Age of Sigma? Because <laughs> it exists. Because it's, it's a business decision. Yeah, it's regardless of what they're in. It's a marketing strategy. It's not yeah. a moral decision. That's a good. That's Elliot's made a fair point there. The um, you would like to see uh, Katachans fighting Tyranids on a death. That would world. be a pain. Yeah, it would be because that. I'd be really excited to see some new plastic Katachans. Because... On the proviso that they redid the Tyranid line, I'd agree I with that. I think the first one they ever did was Forge Bane, which was the Adeptus Mechanicus. Mm. I remember that. That was really good. Yeah. Yes. That in the well, Necron. That was, again, that was the first time you saw the Armager Knights. I can say that's when the Armagers came out. Yeah. And that was the first time you saw the Necron Cryptech as well. So again, it's just getting those... Is it not a Cryptech Nomancer? I don't know. <laughs> I'll get back to we had enough whinging. <laughs> Who knows? Blood Secreta. But it's all about if if you already have a Sisters of Battle or Dark Eldar or whatever the call don't care, then you might be interested in that box. And yeah. if you don't, then you're gonna think the meh because Yeah. It's yeah. of no interest. It doesn't help you in any way. Yeah. Nope, absolutely. No. And I think that's the thing. I think I'm <clears throat> Excuse me. Mine's probably a similar thing to what Mark was saying in that I am neither interested in Dark Eldar or Sisters at the minute. So, yeah, it doesn't. You are be... not the target audience. Yeah. No, definitely not. <clears throat> Here's uh, speaking of um, Ragnar, whatever. Um, Black man. That's it. Um, Space wolves suck. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Because they're just like they've got this reputation as like oh they're so vicious and, and all that yeah and they're just arseholes really just I don't like them no why full stop just you don't like the way they've written the narrative no I, I, the narrative is fine it's I don't like them in universe all right um, fair enough I don't think they're in any way heroic I think they're a bunch of hypocrites but. Wanting to stamp on psychic powers, but saying, "Oh, but we don't use them." <laughs> oh, what's that room face doing? Them is that is that the, from the Paul Daniels magic set or something, <laughs> or is that actually using the same stuff that all the other psychics? Now, there's the rumor, isn't it? The rumor is that Paul Daniels was never the magician; it was Debbie McGee. <laughs> well, she made him disappear fatally at the end. <laughs> oh, let's not be uh, casting anything against legal difficulties. <laughs> I never said she murdered him. I mean, if Debbie McGee listens to this podcast... Of course she does. If Debbie McGee listens to this podcast, I'll be very impressed. Debbie McGee, I'm trying to get her. She's. <laughs> if I can't get Duncan, I'll get Debbie. Debbie McGee, talking about Zinch spells. Yeah. Well, yeah, he must have been a servant of Zinch. She. Paul Daniels oh, right, had no okay. power. All right, is he just the uh, the puppet? Mm -hmm. 
This is true. Heard it here first. So moving yeah. swiftly on before someone <laughs> before someone's able to timestamp that and uh, send it to Debbie McGee. What's a at Twitter? I'll, I'll post it oh, to her now. No, please don't. Right, I won't. Um, That's, that is very tasteless. <laughs> I tell you what oh. I'd like to see, and this is this is off the back of the boat talk earlier. Is I'd like to see them do Battlefleet Gothic again. I, I would, but it would have to be a more fun game system. It is a fun game system. I it is a fun. You don't like it doesn't make it not a fun game yeah. system. I, it I is a fun game system at all. But you don't gel with any type. You don't. You don't gel with any grand strategy type tabletop do. system. Are you? Because <laughs> you don't. I like epic. Epic. Meh, I mean, it's not. You know. So it's a different. So the essence of Battlefield Gothic and the games that you, I believe that you don't like, Ian, are the ones that are predicated on planning multiple turns ahead. Yes. Um, a lot of games, particularly 40k, will live within a turn. Like there is obviously some planning, Look, but I, it's not. I am, I am better at reacting to things than than planning things ahead. <laughs> yeah. I am and aware of my flaws, Gavin. As a different game style. Yeah. So if you don't like those games, then that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you never played um, Armada, did you, uh, Ian? Uh, no. Although I did watch uh, Alan and Gavin playing it the other day, and it did look very fun. Oh, yeah. no. They, there's a tabletop board game version. Oh. Um, Star Trek. Yeah, uh, Star Trek. Star Wars. Star Wars. I it's all the same. Really oh, which yeah, is. it's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> Captain what? Kirk, <laughs> Captain Kirk's <laughs> latest son. Yeah. Yes. On a coffee table. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused now. What were you playing the other day? We were uh, playing Battlefleet Gothic Armada Two, the video game version of Battlefleet Gothic. Ah. Oh, not to be confused with Star Wars Armada. That's, that's where it's come from. That's the confusion. Yeah, that's fair. No, well, that, Whereas... that was a that was a game where you had to plan quite a lot in advance because. Uh, well, it, it was, it but it, it was also shooting. Then <clears throat> it was all sorry. It was also cool in that the it was limited to six turns. So you, regardless of what else was going to happen, you knew you had to have it figured out within six turns. That's it's the first game I've come across where you shoot then move. Yeah, yeah. That sort of really screws up your um. Yeah, you can't get your head around that. It, and as You're, oh, I'm out of range, and I'm getting blasted. No, I'm out of range again, and I'm getting blasted. The order system as well, where you yeah, you can have like a command one ship, which means it's able to react very quickly because it's literally only got one command token. But you can have an Imperial Star Destroyer, which has three. Yeah. And obviously, you have yeah, to you had to you had to plan them ahead, so you had to kind of try and yeah, think what your strategy. Set up three turns in advance. Yeah. So. You might not like that one, Ian. No, it's it's well. It was just at the time because when did Battlefleet Gothic get released? Late nineties. There you go. Produced between from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and three. Uh, I was bang on. So at that time, like, again, it might be one of those games where going back to it, I might enjoy it a bit more. Mm. But at the time, I would have been fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and it probably just didn't. 
didn't hit the same way as it did. And then from that, I was like, eh. One of the big issues was it was being presented to what is predominantly a 40k crowd. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it does not play anything like 40k. No. So when I played in the store, I played loads of people who had come from 40k and go, oh, this is just 40k in space. Yeah. They played it like they played 40k, where yeah. units operated individually and went forward. Yeah. And I played it as a space navy game. And I pretty much wiped the floor with them over and over. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, the focus fire was is a massive thing. They were yeah, like yeah. firing at everything and spreading the fire about. Uh, whereas my ships were moving as one in a line of battle, and just picking a target and eradicating it and then moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that that's the thing. If you don't if you don't play it as the game rules work, well, yeah. So again, like I say, you're looking at something that was you know that I played maybe 20, 20 odd years ago. Yeah. And I've not played since. So, again, it might be one of those ones where if it were to come out again, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. And you know what it is? I loved the models. Absolutely loved the fleets, loved the ships. Absolutely. But just, it might have been like like Gavin says, because you've got to, you've got, you've got to approach it in a different way. Yeah. And yeah, that might be it. And obviously, with this, with me playing Dystopian Wars and a couple of other games, it might be one that I've matured into as opposed to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think the other way is Dystopian Wars is a little bit of a halfway house Yeah. Uh, between the two. Uh, whilst it does reward focus fire and, um, and moving as a fleet, uh, you can also still play it somewhat like a tactical game. Mm-hmm. Because of the explosive dice and because of the relatively generous, uh, like the firepower, yeah, the way firepower works. Whereas in Gothic, it took into account the heading of your target as well. Mm-hmm. So if you were firing at something that's closing on you, you'd get more dice. So it rewarded, you know, not only having your ship in the correct heading, but your target in the correct heading as well. Right. Whereas for Dystopian Wars, it didn't matter about it, it was just range. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, it's more intuitive, mm-hmm. yeah. Because um, if you talk, who would win in a fight between um, a star destroyer <laughs> and a Imperium battleship? As a forty k battleship, yeah. Forty k battleship, yeah. <laughs> like oh. you've got to bear in mind, forty k is designed to be better than literally everything. It's going to be more brutal than anything else in the entire. Thing. Didn't somebody do that as well, though? I'm sure I've seen videos which is like, like yeah, rating the top like so Imperium versus this. An Imperial class star destroyer is supposedly around about 1600 meters long, so 1.6 kilometers. Mm-hmm. An Emperor class battleship Great. is nine kilometers long. <laughs> so you're seeing it's a little bit That's... bigger. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's all like a fictional comparison, but uh, but yeah, everything's bigger in forty k. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the emperor in forty k would win in a fight with the emperor in Star Wars. Oh, well, absolutely. yeah. Well, unless he likes him. Yeah. No, no, I can't hurt him. Here's <laughs> <laughs> my son. <laughs> Also, just a tool I created to conquer the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the emperor would probably appoint uh, Mr. Palpatine as one of like a planetary governor or an assistant governor. Like there you go, 
I like your style. <laughs> Mr. Palpatine. <laughs> a, a Death Star, you say? I like it. I like it. It's, Can... it's, not, big, it's not big enough, though, is it? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a uh, Dark Lord of the Sith. Uh, yeah, but he met his tithe. Next. <laughs> Alan makes a good point. Eisenhorn did have a lightsaber. No, he didn't. Uh, Alan has made no points, as far as I can see here. <laughs> chat box. What lightsaber did Eisenhorn have? He had a he had a, like ignited a, a lightsaber. He had a power sword. No, but he ignited it like a lightsaber. That's what all mean, power swords do. The uh, power field. No. Mm, press X to doubt. Really distinct. Here's one. Who's better, um, Eisenhorn or uh, that Einhorn from Ace Ventura? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both men. <laughs> There's only one got a movie. Eisenhorn's getting a movie, allegedly, isn't it? Oh, no, sorry, it's a Not series. Yet. Is it a series? But it is a series, and it's been showrunned by the same guy who did The X-Files. Oh, Oh well, David Duchovny. No, no showrunner, Chris. What is what's his face? Chris. Waddle. Can we send Chris Waddle's vision for Eisenhorn? Oh dear. <laughs> Where did I just put it in the back of the net, like? <laughs> I believe it was. No, I like the. Uh, I like our Chris version. Waddle. Chris Waddle. <laughs> no one will ever see it coming. <laughs> it just reminds us of the fast show, the uh, when they used to do the Mexican Channel, sketch. Channel Nine. That was great. It was great. Hello, Hello. Chris Waddle. Joined my chat. What? Was joined. Well, tell him to come here. Why are they joining your chat? Put a close sign on your chat. Just say viewing only. Do not chat. <laughs> He's just saying hello. How you just jumping down his neck there? Look, I will link it. I will link it in the chat. I don't. Believe, I can't even monitor the fact that you're doing that because I can't see it. Well, maybe <laughs> if you join the join the chat, then I'm not joining your chat. This is, this, is, this is the Cold War. You're the Russians. <laughs> if Cold War was a podcast, yeah, that's all we're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's the Cold War of uh, streaming. <laughs> we can have a proxy skirmish. Fine, Rico's, Rico's only putting space runes together. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Fine. Where if he joins this chat, he can ask questions and we can respond. Yeah. Well, I've got the link in the chat if he would like to. Well, just why? You, what, close your chat now. Close it. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't let you do that. <laughs> just a usurper like uh, Horace or Goge Van Dyer. If anyone gets that reference, I got that one. Very good. Well, I was at a party once, and I was so bored, and it was such a terrible party that I ended up speaking to Adam actually about the whole Goat Van Dyer rebellion. Yeah. That was that was a dreadful party, as you can <laughs> as you can tell. That story goes nowhere. Just just oh, yeah. 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 just time to compare a terrible party to this podcast. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of similarities. <laughs> Next topic. Uh, All right. 
That's so I go over my plans for this next year then, since they got derailed. Oh yeah, like, yeah. An hour ago, <laughs> an hour ago, we asked. Yeah, you said dystopian wars. Yeah, so dystopian wars in Spartan Games, which closed about three years ago. <laughs> Was it three years ago? When did we go to salute? <laughs> it was more than three years ago. <laughs> Whenever it was, it doesn't oh, matter. The fact it's closed is the key salient point. Um, I got really disappointed, and I thought the um, the film. I like how there was a there was that was the introduction to your answer, and we've just gone on an hour long tangent, ignoring what you were about to say. Yep. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> uh, so I because it felt like the film was was dead, and I did the beta thing, and then that kind of died a death, uh, and it seemed it was gone forever. So when it came out, like I noticed it was it a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Last week. Is it just last week? Last week, yeah. Just before um, Christmas. Um, yeah. I, I, the, that was just like me, right? Everything else is abandoned. Uh, <laughs> just placing the order for the box set. He's, put, he's burned and, all um, of his demons. <laughs> well, everything else has been. I've just given up on doing hobby until Dystopian Wars comes yeah. out now. I get that, mind. Because um, it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a, it is a cool system, and I'm interested to see what they've finally done with the rules. Because I remember me and you, Gavin, trying to have a game with the um, beta rules, rules that they yeah. put up. And obviously, none of the ship cards were right. Nothing linked up with the old models, well, and or not easily, anyway. Yeah, I mean, they said that was... Well, I was reading through the forums, and they're saying there was it on purpose. Was, oh, yeah, I get They that. didn't have anything... They didn't want any specific rules to different factions. Ian, you're such a uh... cock. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, what's going on? Nothing's going on at all. He's put in Mark's chat, come and join him on Twitch instead. (laughs) (sighs) Terrible. (laughs) Go on. No, you were saying, Gavin, sorry. Uh, I mean, it's standard Ian that he's... Oh, yeah. I don't know why we invited him. See, so, no answer to that. Anyway, no, continue your point from three hours yeah, ago. Yeah, sorry. So you were saying, Gavin, the, on the forums, <laughs> on the forums, they were saying it was deliberate. Oh uh, yeah, like because they didn't, they just wanted to test out the basic rules to see how things interacted, rather than the how different nations were going to interact. Mm. And presumably, so it meant that when the final rules did come out, people didn't just keep using beta rules, so they would actually buy their set. Yeah, because um, they've always got that problem: is the old models are still out there. Yeah, the old rules are still out there, so they had to have something to make people buy the new stuff. Well, this is this um, is um, it leads on to uh, Drakenfell, who did um, a video of one of the sprues the other day, one of the new sprues, yeah. which I think you linked us to. Um, mm. And the the new, I must admit, to be fair to them, um, to War Cradle, I, I don't know who they've got doing their um, design and production for their uh, plastic models. But mm. the the sculpts are really really clean and really really nice. Oh um, yeah. I mean, bearing in mind all of the uh, Spartan game stuff was done with three um, D design tools and all the rest of it. You'd think you wouldn't be able to get cleaner, but yeah, the the War Cradle stuff that, that was shown in that Dragon of video was just absolutely yeah. fantastic. Really really nice. And I mean, he was showing his fleets. And like uh, yes. like us, I think he's got one of every fleet, full a full fleet. 
you know yeah. and it's I, that's those people are out there waiting to play the game again you know yeah. they're, they're waiting to to well, kind well, of carry on this is one of the things we were talking about before like it was really easy just to pick up a new fleet you got like two box sets and maybe it's yeah. another thing you know what i mean yeah 100 quid and you're set for that fleet yeah that's why they went bust though you you, you need to persuade people to constantly <laughs> buy more stuff well well we kind of we did because yeah. we bought a different fleet i mean i ended up with two different fleets i did <clears throat> I had, Most the, of us had, I had the Prussians and the Americans, and the Americans, to be fair, still aren't fully all painted because it, <laughs> I got the I got the Americans just as it went, just as it imploded, and I think I kind yeah. of um, I kind of just lost the desire to do anything, if that makes yeah, sense. Because you're like, well, what's the point? This, yeah. this but I but I love me Prussians. Like mm. all my Prussians are painted. Um, yeah. I love the crazy uh, airship that they they had. It was oh, yeah. it was an aircraft carrier, um, so it'd be interesting to see what they do with the new rules and how well, they how they yeah uh, it it'll be interesting though to see how they bring in the old stuff because they're, they're not <laughs> so what, they're making the models. models they're making new models and while a lot of models will be <laughs> essentially interchangeable mm. others will not be at all right. so certain models are, are gone entirely so there's not going to be like a a modern equivalent, yeah. uh, and others will be kind of similar but different. Like yeah. as a, you could get away with it. Yeah, but really, it's it's different. Um, mm, so that's yeah. how they're getting over. I haven't been everything you previously owned. No. Uh, it'll yeah, it'll be, it'll be like I say, there'll be similar sizes. Like a cruiser is still going to be approximately cruiser yeah. sized. I mean, the useful I thing is between us all, we've still all got the rules for the yeah. Spartan Games version. So if we ever yeah. wanted to play we can do, but yeah. if there's a new system comes out with a new rule book and new models and all the rest of it, it's only natural that you're gonna to want to get the new stuff and Yeah. It, that's the, the only difficult bit. The old rules were a weighty tome. Mm. And the word, it was excellent. They covered everything. They did, but it wasn't written in a style that was useful, if I remember rightly. Yeah, so they had like there was there was rules for like boarding actions and there was all like a whole different set of rules if you were a sea vessel targeting something that was flying. Yeah. Um, and whilst they all had a sort of a common theme to it, as in you got so many you worked out how many attack dice you did uh, you got at that target, then you applied modifiers and you took your shots mm-hmm. and then you applied the damage. And whilst it was a common theme like that running all the way through. Yeah. There was different modifiers to every different thing, so you kind of had to look up a whole different section yeah. of the rules each time you were doing something which was slightly out of the norm. I think the best way to explain it was it's similar in a way, I suppose, to 40k. You knew the rules, or you knew the special rules for your models, and it was it was like your opponent needed to know what the rules were so they knew whether or not to check you. Do you know what I mean? Because it's there was the Prussians, which I had, mm. were very, very good at boarding actions because they got the Tesla yeah. uh, weapons, and the that meant actions, I remember like the first few, first few months of the game we had it, we just ignored it because yeah. it was an extra arm on. Yeah, mm. and then I realised how good the Prussians were at doing it, so I literally went and learned how to do boarding actions. And I remember the first time I used it against someone, and the, they, it was just devastating. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. I was the only one who knew the rules <laughs> at the time, so it was a case of 
trying to get it, people up to on speed. On a more general rules point, is that not like... Because, um, you know, in previous editions of 40k and, and fantasy in particular, there's common special rules everybody knows. Mm. So you, even if you haven't played another army before and someone says, oh, it's got armor piercing, you know what that is. Mm. Whereas now everyone's got their own individually named rules. I think it's so not you... so bad in ninth. I think they've, in my opinion, they've they've reined it in a little bit in ninth edition. But I remember certainly some of the rules in seventh and eighth, maybe, particularly when they were going through the psychic awakening stuff, and you were getting like new books for each army to yeah. try and bring them up to date. You I'm were getting hmm? seventh. Seventh was just universal special rules the book mm. <laughs> well the books rather yeah, yeah. and it, i remember Have you that... got all 50 tomes to make your army work well i remember yeah. that's what the, they ended up doing because it got to the point where it was like well if you like dark angels got their own book and then um the the rules that were in there you got loads of weird special rules that you could use that were specific to dark angels um and yeah, I'm glad they've cut back on that a little bit. If I'm honest, because it's like even if you're a scrupulously fair player and you say to the, the person at the start of the game, "This has got this, this has got that, this is what that means," they're going to forget that in thirty seconds. Well, well yeah, because it's not it's it's not their army, and they're not interested. They're trying to remember yeah. the they're trying to remember all of their rules. <laughs> <laughs> But, but the flip side is when oh I'm going to do this actually you can't because I've got this drill and I've got this drill and I'm playing this thing and like oh so none of the rules apply to you. Hmm. Well, that's the other thing as well because you had one one special rule for a unit. So like I think it was like zombie like for example zombies. If they cause somebody to run, they wouldn't chase after them. They would do so many extra wounds to them, but they wouldn't pursue. And the amount of times that actually happened was so minimal, <laughs> you just forgot it happened. So if you if you got the chance and zombies were chasing after someone, you'd go, oh, wait, no, they can't do that. <laughs> Is that because zombies never won in combat normally? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Zombies don't win combats. Zombies are there to stop you from moving. <laughs> yeah, you pin down an elite unit with them and yeah. watch and your opponent's... Yeah. Steam come out their ears as the top-notch unit is just bogged down. Why can't I move this? Uh, zombies, <laughs> zombies, people. One hell's another fifteen are going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I just killed fifteen of the fuckers. I take their back. And more. And there's more. Got to kill the necromancer. Top tip: Don't put them in the front line of combat. <laughs> Hide him at the back. In that um, third edition book you were talking about, uh, if you killed an everyone, so the entire army died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I'm that glad, was... They did fix that and... <laughs> horrendous. But that was like, back in the, that was back in the day... One. That was back in the day like when I was saying on, uh, on my episode of the podcast when Games Workshop just used to do mental rules. Like, mm. they did fun rules rather than... The, well, I suppose fun over balance is probably what I was going to say. Um, I think it's more like this seems like a good idea without thinking, without about, thinking about what it yeah. actually yeah. means to yeah. use this. But then uh, me and Gavin were discussing this about the new uh, ninth edition book, and mm. the, just some of the, the the way the ninth edition book's written in some oh. places is just 
utter dog shit. And it what just What was that one about the uh, the cover that we were discussing which gave you a brain aneurysm? <laughs> <laughs> I bet if you can google badly written <laughs> rules. Ninth. Yeah. But at the same time they've got a they've got a write it in a way that you can't exploit <laughs> if you see what I mean. Well they have they but... were covering every base. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing with the with the cover rules now from what you were saying there. Obviously every um bit of cover now is given a um a classification. It's either hard cover or isn't it? Well it's even more than that. So it's, it's like just... Yeah, yep. there's a, there's about four pages in the book that yeah. allocating every bit of terrain a different. They've got like oh gets, 20, 20 different possibilities gets, of what it could be. So the uh, you know the little line barricades that you get the little plastic yeah. barricades. So they are actually called something specific. I can't remember the name now. Probably line barricade. But barricade then has a number of rules under it. So the right. idea is it's really easy to go, right, that's a barricade, that's a ruins, that's uh, a building, that's this, that's that. And then you, decision made. But then a barricade gets these four rules, a building gets these four rules, a ruin gets five rules, and it's like, well, <laughs> you still have to then go into the book every time you're in cover to see what you do and don't get or what right. benefits you get from it. It's well, just every time I've played, we've just said, "Yeah, that's heavy light cover. That's it." Yeah, or obscuring. I think if you, if you go too far down that rabbit hole, you're going to be there forever. I think a lot of older players. I think a lot of older players, like seventh, eighth edition players, have done that because it's easier to just say, "This is heavy. This is soft. That's it. Done." Uh, I mean, there's some stuff that they've done which I get, and it's quite cool. Like if you're behind. Um, a certain type of cover it gives you a bonus to if you choose to go defensive when someone charges you in cover and stuff like that and I, I get it I like it because it's narrative and obviously if you're in cover for a reason the, and someone charges you and you get that benefit because there's a wall between you and the attacker then that I get fantasy it had that, Fantasy had that first so. <sighs> See ultimately it's there to give clarity <laughs> So that by putting no no it's by like if you say it's got these it's got these traits mm -hmm. and in that set so in a tournament setting it's it's very clear this building is assigned these traits that's what it does yeah, yeah. it's not like oh we've come across this building and I think it's a fortification <laughs> because it's quite solid but you think it's a ruin because it's damaged yeah yeah but uh, on the and flip they, side the eighth edition terrain rules were were barely existent <laughs> if you can see any of it you can hit it. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, which isn't great, is it? Especially some of the models that they produce. Well, you could hide a knight behind the... Uh... <laughs> well, again, like, like Gavin says, though, they've tried to incorporate everyone in this in this version. You've got the three ways of playing, as you do. You've got your narrative, your casual, and then you've got your tournament matched play stuff, which are for people who are running tournaments and go, these are the rules, this is what this is. So that you've got your tournament organisers who come up with a, a, a thing going, what's the problem? Oh, this has happened, and this has happened, this has happened. The rule book says this. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's very definitive. Mm. Yeah. There was still something that we ended up spending in about an hour looking up, though, Gavin. I can't remember what it was now. Because it, can't, it contradicted itself in two different oh, places in the book. Uh, the order, the combat uh, that you're fighting. Yes, that, that was it, yeah. yeah. So if you were a charger, the way it was written, my interpretation was if you charged, you always attacked first. 
but the way that 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 was that was the, the paragraph before the next paragraph so the first paragraph said if you charge then you attack first and then it said close combat in close combat the defender always picks the first unit to go first and it was like well hang on then who's going first and because gavin charged me with the unit so i was like well that means you go first then and then gavin was like well the rules say that you pick first because you're the defender and it was just a bit Is it not that hammer of wrath no that's no, it, no. Was it was as simple as that if you charge you go first but yeah. if you are the defender in a close combat you pick you pick which unit goes first it, it as is. in which one of yours on ninth edition uh, and i've hinted at this in the previous episodes are available now from many good splitfire gaming youtube channels um <laughs> what do you think of the new scoring system the objective system yeah i really like it see i don't like it i really like it because it makes it a lot more competitive we've i think i covered it in what i think i covered it in our podcast episode mark but i, I was saying about playing a game with uh gavin against his demons and i was getting my arse handed to us but the game was still very very close because i managed to pull off my objectives yeah but i i i don't i'm not keen on it um, because I think it's just far too much admin. I think it's part of that is the choice of the like the secondary objectives, secondary particularly areas. the ones which are like like whichever unit does the most wounds or something like that. Mm. Yeah, things like that. That's a that's a poor choice because, like you say, it's a lot of admin. You're tracking your major points, and mm. they've all got funny. Like it's not one, two, three points. It's five, ten, fifty. I know that's. A small thing, yeah. but then they've got a high points value versus the the there's such a spread on the secondaries. Mm. Like some secondaries are so useless that you'll never make that many points, and some of them are really powerful. Yeah, uh, I can see what they've tried to do, but I, I don't like it. Um, I don't like it as much as certainly the card system they had that like they've got rid of. Um, I much preferred that. I, I did prefer the card system, but I prefer the volume of points in the new system because it creates more granularity. Mm. Like it's not coming down to like a single D three roll. Like in the in the card like how many games did we play <laughs> where I lost because I rolled a one on a D three? Yeah, but you can fix that by increasing the amount of cards. Uh you could. Or but say you say draw six instead of draw three. Well, a lot of them did have six objectives, or more than that sometimes. There's six objectives, but you, there's only usually three cards in play, isn't there? Or, or there was. As well, though. Yeah. yeah. But I, I just, I'm, I'm trying, when I played that three days worth of game and when we could, and um, <laughs> and just every board was set up the same. It just says, like, right, the grid of the where the objective is, doesn't mm. change much. You know, this yeah. is quite as opposed to where you could place it yourself, and you just you try to make it difficult for the opponent, or you you place the objective easy for you. Uh, yeah, that might encourage you to stay put. But you, these are the fixed that always and it's I know what they've done. They've just ripped off the ITC because that's how you play a tournament is a fair split of all the objectives. Mm. So you know you can say that's that's as fair as you can make it. Yeah. But I, I prefer the other way of doing it, and I but hope it, when they do the ninth edition codexes, they do fix that a bit because people like 
you know, armies like knights are just screwed. But if because... it works, <laughs> if it... knights have got so many bigger guns. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if they can't secure. If you get one obsec thing next to the knight on the objective, they've got it. But I, I, I didn't really particularly like the card system. Because the amount of times you drew the cards and went, well, I can't claim that, I can't claim that. Mm -hmm. I'll just, that one just in case I can get to the the, the the fifth objective in my enemy's deployment zone, and that might score me some points. But I, I like that because it's like, as the battle progresses, what's important on the battlefield changes. Like, we've got objective one, right, well, actually, it's changed. Now we need objective five, not objective one. It's like, oh, God, that's across the other side of the battlefield. Right, I'm going to have to get across there. I like. I thought that made it a bit more dynamic See, rather than these fixed. I enjoyed um, the idea of that of like you getting your orders from high command of. Like, yeah. All right. Actually, no. We needed this one. With that one, you've got great, but not important anymore. Go get yeah. the other one. The it's like watch. relentless, isn't it? They're not asked that. Yeah. Oh, I've just got this and I've lost half a man. Yeah. Don't care. You got to get that one now. <laughs> like. Oh right. Great. You know what, I'm going to upset you here, Mark, but I suspect you would like the objective system from Age of Sigmar better. <laughs> you are blocked. <laughs> to be fair, the games we've had with the objectives in Age of Sigmar are fantastic. Absolutely every single one I of think, them have been great. I think any game with objectives is is better than just a fight to the death. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because, like I say, I mean... I struggle against Galen's demons, not because I can't fight them in hand-to-hand -hand and all the rest of it, but because he, they've got the psychic powers and I haven't. Mm. Then... You took a psychic last time. Huh? You took a psychic last time. Yeah, but he was a non-Primaris psychic that just melted as soon as any of them looked at him. He, got, he did get turned into a spawn, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and was, then he attacked his captain. <laughs> it was the chaplain the game before that. Was it the chaplain, was it? It was the chaplain the game before that, and it was the psychic in the second game. Oh, no, and then I was saying when the Psyker got turned into Spawn, he then charged the captain. Yeah, he did, because he was yeah. right next to him. And Spawns <laughs> obviously just do whatever they want to do. For the librarian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, brother librarian, no. That was my favourite part of all 40k games was Zine. was turning people into Spawn. Mm -hmm. I don't care about anything else. That was my own personal objective. I think you did say you would give us a break and do your next game as Imperial Guard, but then he'll, yeah, probably, yeah. he'll probably just put 10 Lehman Russes on the table. Oh, oh. That's hardly a break, is it? Zero no. Lehman Russes. It'll be Militarum Tempestus. And yeah. a Bane Blade. Oh. And the time he's been off. No, no tanks whatsoever. There'll be a Vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> and what's a load big, of tempests. What's the big rocket that. Um, Death Strike Missile. That's the one, yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them from uh, Space Marine, Epic Space Marine. They were just brilliant. But you got, yeah. a ba you got a battery of three of them in Space Marine, and the damage they could do was just ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely Back ridiculous. Hmm? Back in my day when we used to play Space Marine. <laughs> Back to the ages of. <laughs> Love you, Vegs. <clears throat> anyway, that's something you can talk about, Mark. What's the, that? The, uh, the one letter that you've received to, to your home address, might I add, which is William. <laughs> 
was, uh, <laughs> yeah, was... It's one, yeah, who is the culprit? Who is the mysterious V? The mysterious V, who said that they wanted a sign poster of Gavin. Mm. And that wow. the, the, the what was it, that they loved him or something like that. Um... So something that I want something that I want to point out for you, right? Was you made reference to um, the an inside joke and all the rest of it, which is fine. Yes. I've got I've got no issue with that. But then you never left any of it in anyway. In my episode, no, I... you cut out all the bit where I waxed lyrical about Gavin. <laughs> well, that's because I needed to get it under three hours. <laughs> How long did I spend talking about Gavin? About an hour. <laughs> I don't think it was that long. Anyway, I was I, I was stunned. I, I, like, where's all this Gavin love coming from? <laughs> I think I explained to you. It's not. It's it's well. I think I explained at the time. Obviously, I've told him anyway. But it's just much like you do, Mark. You, you keep. The hobby going, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you t- you ask people to have games, um, you know you, you. Yeah, but no one was nice about me. I just got a load of shit. <laughs> well, it's because you're an annoying pain in the ass most of the time. That's why. Believe me, you're doing it wrong, man. There's no <laughs> difference between what I do and what Gavin does. Well, <laughs> there is. But Gavin can also be an annoying pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, when yep. you. Yeah, but nobody, nobody said, nobody said that though. Uh-huh. Nobody was brave enough to go on air and say that. <laughs> well, it's live now. Gavin, yeah. pain in the arse. <laughs> Order restored. He pointed out and he loves it. The yep. Narcissistic prick. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't as long as it's too... all about me. That's all don't I go is. too far the other way. Must <laughs> <laughs> be balanced, Mark. Uh-huh. I mean, shall Bring we balance just... to the? <laughs> Shall we just cover the conversation that happened the other day when you were trying to get help in setting up your stream? And Alan was, bless him, the nice enough to reply to you. And you literally just kept saying something ridiculous like, the website, how do I stream to the website? And you wonder why people get frustrated with you. There's no connection, it's a mystery. (laughs) It's because you're an arse. Attention. Huh? I, when was, this, I, was I this, just not paying attention? Probably. Quite possibly. Yeah, I it mean, was in the I, Discord. Yeah. It's Mark, so there's a chance that you just switched off to him anyway. Yeah. It, it does become a lot of white noise, to be fair, Mark. Yeah, but anyone who. Um, it's really harsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm on the defensive now. Like, listen, arseholes. I'll tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> you never going to paint the bastard things? <laughs> That's yeah, not well, fair. Yeah. Paints everything to seventy percent. <laughs> he doesn't do bases. Yeah, right. Well, all you do is a bit of dry brushing and call it done. <laughs> You're not as good a painter as you think you are. And Vince, I don't know, uh, not not even worthy of criticism. <laughs> hey, I assume the dry brushing was aimed at me. Yeah, and well, therefore, I would like to counter with that. I use washes as well. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I know I'm not a very good painter compared to I, I, I paint armies. I'm totally fine with that. I'm glad we've cleared the air. <laughs> oh, well, people, thank you for listening to this final episode of Split yeah. Fire Game. <laughs> first and fight, the, the uh, first and only to reference um, no. that, well, that show of that um, Chris Waddle's making. Just saying, Alan was saying. 
he was being a fucking twat. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone who sacrifices a uh, repetitive joke that nobody else finds funny but you find hilarious in return for some help is just a quitter. <laughs> so that's... Oh, I, dear. There you go. Moving so, swiftly on. This is what we have to put up with. Yeah, well... Did Gavin <laughs> did Gavin ever finish his uh, dystopian wars story? I don't, I don't even know where I got up to. To be honest, it's gone. I think you were just talking. You, you were talking. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did because you said basically as soon as you saw that it was coming out in January, you were like everything else oh, went on yeah. hold. That's it. Mate, yeah, most of the other armies were done. I've got bits and pieces that need to be done. Mm. You know that like that last unit to finish. My carriages have got like six models to paint. And me, Zinch has got a couple of models to paint, but I was like, I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm waiting for Dystopian Wars. You base your so that, as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my all next year is probably just going to be Dystopian Wars. So I'll get the Covenant when they come out in the in the starter set, mm-hmm. and then I'm probably going to get some British stuff as well. Yeah, because they. Um, yeah, um, and then see what else they bring out because. Yeah. It's I like a sh- it. It, it, I mean, the cover, the starter set works well for you and Ian because obviously it's the Covenant of Enlightenment, which used to yes. be the Covenant Covenant of Antarctica, which is what South Arctica, South Arctic, which is what Gavin yeah. used to collect, and um, the Russians, yeah. which is what Ian was collecting. So yeah. yeah, I'll probably get the Japanese stuff when it comes out as well. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what the Prussians look like. Definitely interested to see what the Prussians look like. Um, how are they going to? Are they intending on making lots and lots of these ships? Because how are they going to keep people buying stuff and not repeat the mistake of the last one? I imagine to have the ships cost fewer points. Well, <laughs> well that old trick. <laughs> but, as, but as well, though, if you look at it at the minute, ten points. <laughs> if you look at it at the minute, for each fleet, you have probably one battleship each, and then. Three cruisers or thereabouts, and then wow. about ten frigates. But it's all the same through. Is is how they're saving money? Yeah. Well, that's the thing as well because the, the 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 sprues that come in this can be made into three or four different types of ships. If I yeah. if I've got that right, so magnetism is going to be big on the list as well. Yeah. Um, but even depending on the price point of the sprue. Yeah. Like people will just buy so, and also it man- simplifies their manufacturing costs because instead of making like what, six different frigates, they're making two different two different sprues, mm. which cover all those, mm-hmm. um, and then all the way up the tree. Yeah, no, I'm I'm interested. I'm interested to see what they do. Like I say, the new models that they're going to bring out because this is the other thing as well, Mark. In, in answer to what you were saying there, at the minute we've literally seen. The Covenant of the Enlightened and the Russians. There okay. is the there em- is the Empire. The... I will point out just just as a bit of an off tangent. In the starter set, you get one battleship, five cruisers, and ten frigates for the Russians, which mm-hmm. is a lot more than you would have got normally. Well, you got a battleship, three cruisers, yeah, and about six frigates, I think, yeah. in the Spartan so... Games fleets or thereabouts. But I mean, if you look at the, the, the they've released some faction background stuff. So we've got the Covenant of the Enlightened there, and we've got the um, the Commonwealth as they're now called, not Russians. 
Um, but they've got Russian. they've got the Americans. They've got the Union of Union of Federated States. They've got the French and Italian banded together in the Latin Alliance. They've got the British Crown. They've got the Empire, which is all the Japanese uh, stuff that they used to do. Chinese and Korean. Yeah, you've got the Imperium, which is the Prussians, and then you have the Sultanate, which is um, Indian fleets, maybe? Trying to think of what. Ottoman. 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 Yeah, Ottoman, that's it. Um, So there's loads of stuff that they're still yet to do, Um, and that's just for the base empires that they've come up with. Um, well, I don't think they'll go beyond those. No, because that was one of the issues of Spartan, is they had like twenty different factions, and each faction had its own complete air, land, and sea fleet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I don't believe doing land as well. The I think. Was, they had so much stuff, and they kept making more stuff, and it yeah. was it was never ending. That's why it imploded. Yeah. So I am going to have to go in fifteen minutes, gentlemen. Sorry. Just to give you a warning. Three hours now, so yeah, I think fifteen minutes seems like good. Uh, yeah, good rounding up. Thing. How are you gonna? How are you gonna wrap it up? Um, again, I haven't made any plans for this. So, really? what? What's a, a new year hobby resolution for you all? Where are you starting? Uh, with you, because you'll have to speak. Uh, <laughs> I want, it, uh, I want to get the I want to get hood painted, which shouldn't take as long, and I want to get my Dark Angel Primera stuff finished because then that'll be a nice nice army that I've got done and dusted. Um, and then to be fair, having spoken to Alan the other day, um, I'm a little bit interested in getting the some Star Wars Legion stuff done again. So. Ooh. Yeah, because uh, I do enjoy it. It's a good game. Um, I well, like, funny I, thing is, I, mean, I was talking to Derek uh, the other day as well. Big like, D. Last week, he, he's wanting to get involved in some legions as well, just because not maybe necessarily the game, but he just wants to paint some Star Wars models, which I totally get. He can have me models if he wants to paint them and give us them back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that any day. Not for week. payment, just for yeah. No, 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 no. It's Derek. He's an amazing painter. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think get get hood painted, which shouldn't take long because those ships aren't difficult to do. Um, get my Primera stuff finished. So they've got one squad left to build, and then I've got some stuff. I can't even remember what I've got left to paint now. I think it's all the infantry I've got left to paint. I think, and the flying flak cannon armed Primaris ones, which I've. Put off I mean, to the last minute because they're um, fiddly as. You don't have to paint them because again, I know they're not your favourite. I just, it, it, do you know what it is? It's not that they're the 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 fine in the game. I just find them very fiddly with those right. flying bases. Um, and then yeah, I might look at expanding me me legion because I've got the legion starter set, which it, in fairness comes with a lot of stuff in it, which I quite liked. Um, you get a little imperial force and you get a little rebel force. Um, but I quite fancy doing a few, some more Imperials, like expanding the Imperial Force a bit. And what I like about it is similar to Armada, which we were discussing earlier. Um, it uses cards and upgrades, um, mm. so everything's everything's like a like a build, if you will. So you kind of plan out your army before you play the game, 
and then you turn up with your army but then there's a bidding system for the way that the terrain set up for the what sort of objective that you're going to do and all that sort of thing so yeah it's it's cool i quite like it i, I quite like that about the fantasy flight stuff because they always seem to make it play quite well competitively if mm. and narratively if that makes sense like when we've played um armada there's the games can go either way every time that they've played them so yeah i think i might get some stuff done but i want to get there i want to get the primaris finished first because i've been enjoying playing them uh so yeah and once we hopefully get out of lockdown and we're allowed to congregate again um we'll get some more games in excellent what about gavin what is your hobby resolution for the next year stopping wars I would have said Dystopian Wars if I'd known if they were going to bring out some Prussian stuff, but because I don't know what they're going to bring out yet, then... Um, just have a look on the website. Prussians are, look like they're next. There are pictures of the Kaiser class option for Battleship. What website? The blog for War Cradle. Yeah. Dystopian Wars. Uh, is this Diary 37? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. So there is. So Ooh, there. various uh, Russian ships, and what looks like they're Sprue, maybe or Sprue something. I haven't read the text yet. Yeah. Oh, they've called one the Tirpitz. Tirpitz. Sorry, Tirpitz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get it right. <laughs> um, the consequences if you don't. Well, it's, you know, it's Germans. Exactly. You lose your um, you lose your German audience. Um, oh, that carrier is lovely. Yeah. So you see what I mean? Like they are using, they're making new ships. Mm. Yeah. Whilst they are similar in style mm-hmm. to uh, the old ones, they, it is definitely a new, a new breed. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, you can so, tell, you can tell they're Prussian, but they're not yeah. anything like the old ones. Yeah. So. Um. So yes, I will be. Oh, well. uh, currently focusing on dystopian wars, I feel. Like, I'll play games like other games. Uh, Age of Sigmar and probably play and all that. Last year, like like this year, just gone though to play games whenever though. Sorry, so I missed the first bit. I'm saying you got a lot of stuff done this year. Oh yeah, I've got armies ready, oh, painted, to, ready to, go. to play games whenever. Yeah. All right, show off. So. <laughs> I don't have to show off. Ian's doing it for me. <laughs> so now Ian loves them. He's promoting everyone except this bloody <laughs> channel, isn't he? I get my own viewers, Mark. Get my own viewers on my Twitch channels. You've met Ian, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Has oh. been. Come on then, Ian. Um, don't know, really. Like, it well, depends. Great, moving First on, all, Mark. Let's <laughs> start with Alan. Alan Alan's uh, new hobby resolution is to go at least 10 models without stripping them, which I believe is a very, very good one for Alan. That'll it's not, never it's not going to happen. It's not practical. Hang on. I'm going to go to Ladbrooks. <laughs> Hang on. Ladbrooks.com. <laughs> What's the odds of Alan not stripping a model? Ooh, good odds. Good odds. 80 to 1. I'd put, I'd put money on that. I've run that. I'm sorry. Unless it says it's got the infinity symbol. <laughs> <laughs> I love you really, Alan. Uh, I've Alan actually noticed. Says- Alan says, fuck the lot of you and the pack of bastards. <laughs> that's, that's reasonable. On like that, and subscribe. 
on that Prussian sprue, there is a little tiny train. What? There is. is there? Yep. Because yep. it's a it, the railway guns are on the ship. Yep. There is actually a little train you can put on yep. there as well. That's great. <laughs> Which one? That's amazing. It's in the top left-hand corner. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a lot. That's nice detail as well. Oh, they're on the back of the ship. Yeah. Have, have a look at the SMS um, Hudsondorf. And the two, there's two trains parked at the back of the ship. Yeah. Well, uh, you can put them on the front. So on the Schaumburg, yeah. it's got them on the front. And you've got like the little frigate, which also has a little railway gun on it. Yeah, I saw that one. So, Are you hijacking Ian's uh, bit? Because everyone hijacked your bit. Yep. Shit, which I haven't <laughs> That's exactly totally it. Fine. <laughs> totally fine. Ship! Everyone, everyone likes it. Boats and hose. He's just left um, at the last minute to just usurp everyone yeah. <laughs> for um, their own good. <laughs> yeah. So hobby, hobby resolutions. Uh, I want to get all my Caesar Sigma stuff done. I want to get my knights done because they're literally they're, they're so close to getting finished. And I want to play more games. Mm. I haven't played a game at all this year. Mm. <laughs> uh, I tell a lie. I played a couple with with Gavin and Alan at the beginning of the year, just with the. Uh, the path to glory stuff that we, we did. But oh, yeah. Well, this was were tiny. Games, yeah, they were so small games. Like, actually playing some more games would be a lot more fun. Um, yeah. uh, Obviously, depending uh, on whether or not the British government lays out. Well, that's it. Um, I'd like to be recognised more on Instagram and Twitter with workshops, so getting them all out there and uh, doing some more streaming, painting as well, because I enjoy that. It's a lot of fun. This is some this is some good shilling. <laughs> <laughs> this has been one extensive shill for Ian's channel. Katie could learn from I've, this. I know. I've tr I've tried telling her. I've oh, tried telling her. We have her. all tried to tell her. She needs to get a TikTok and she needs to get a Instagram. <laughs> she needs to get all sort of interactive promotional tools is what she needs. But I know that's not it. Anyway. What about you, Mark? Um, mine is, if we are allowed out at any point next year, I want to achieve above mid-table in a tournament. <laughs> uh, and I also, if it's on, I want to go to Triple Crown and not come last. They're my two hobby resolutions. Is the problem, though, when you go to a tournament, yeah, normally you end up playing people that you just kind of go, oh, fuck this. <laughs> and you can't be bothered, or... Um, no, actually, um, uh, also, all the tournaments I've been to have been great, except the first one I went to uh, in about 2005, which was dreadful. Where the high elves usually score? Um, first to second, usually. Uh, Mark's playing them clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I've come mid-table, lower mid-table once, <laughs> I think. I mean, in general, is there any high-tier, high top-tier high elves? I think they're supposed to be, yeah, they're top tier or middle top tier, but they're not the strongest. Um, but I, I just copy because I've got I can't do that thing where you immediately strip down mechanics of how things work and build up a super buffing itself list. But I can you copy mean, other people who do that. You mean Math Hammer? No, well, sort of, but you know, and people instantly know that oh, that would be good if your team put that hero with that ability with that unit. And yeah. then cast this spell, use this uh, school of magic on that unit to make it invulnerable. It's like the um, 
the L'Oreal White Lion, but that wasn't my idea, clearly. That was somebody else suggesting it. He that said, didn't work. You do <laughs> Yeah, well. <laughs> occasionally, things go wrong. <laughs> like dwarfs existing. <laughs> inexplicably, I managed to roll everything that I needed. Let's not yeah, that into some I, basic I, dwarf racism now. <laughs> it's it's in character. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy tournaments, so <clears throat> I would like to go to them, and I would like to be better than I am at uh, tournaments. Cool. There you you know what? That's possibly the one and only smart goal that any of us has actually produced. Yep. Because it's the only one that's actually measurable. Yeah, <laughs> it's not measurable, is it? Whereas the rest of ours is very just like, eh, do some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, Carry on. Is that not the best way with hobby? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, what, I understand so... some people do do get um, they they work better with deadlines and things like that. But I but, I don't. No, <laughs> like, no, I get mean. that point that you need things done and you just hate yourself more for having to do it. And it's like I hate this hobby. I know I have to do this for next week. This is shit. The only way this army's getting finished is if there's a solid deadline for it. So I'm the opposite. Oh well. Yeah. Well, on that note, then because things to, has to go. You need to do your uh, shilling mark. All oh, right. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll put something below it. But um, if you like Splitfire Gaming, we're on Twitter as Splitfire Gaming One. It's on the stream it's, screen as it's well. It's on the stream. Yeah. Um, it's basically a podcast yeah. which you can I mean, get yeah. on all good podcasting software it's on Apple podcast now it's as on well. Apple it's on others available ones and the, the last one I must admit I enjoyed very much the two parter I especially liked yeah. Mark's shit mathematics <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was an outtake that wasn't the real thing well you put it in the start of episode 2 or part 2 should I say well you know, I'm not I'm not going to make myself look like I don't make any mistakes when's the next one with my audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who I'll get on next next one Alan's, Alan's, Alan's yeah Alan's good Elliot yeah. Elliot's a good Elliot? hobbyist well, we'll just we'll do a, a rigorous application form for it, or, or who's who's available when I'm off. Randomly <laughs> ask them on Discord. Would you like yep. to be on my podcast? Yeah. Oh, to be on my podcast, please. You still need to do the specialist games one, a proper one. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. We'll do that one. <laughs> you should do I'll that suggest, one. Alan mm-hmm. suggests on his fifty methods of stripping paint from a model. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a how, special edition. How to seamlessly blend green stuff into an already sculpted model by Alan, age 23 and a quarter. It's a lot I'll, more than I'll, 23 and a quarter. I don't know how, we, how a, old he actually is. He's younger than all of us. On the Twitters. So, yeah, do you want a one exclusively about stripping models or <laughs> exclusively about... <laughs> Specialist games. Yeah. I think I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. Thank you very much, everyone, for Mm -hmm. uh, watching and contributing. Um, 
joining my stream. That was a lot of great fun. That was... That's it. Which <laughs> <laughs> was a gaming stream as well, which was linked many, many times. Yeah. Or was it? We'll never know because we can't actually see that. Because some of us were in the right stream rather than trying to <laughs> whore ourselves out on our own stream. I was in the right stream as well. Mm. Oh, yeah, wow. siphoning off viewers to the wrong stream. <laughs> I did it once. Only once. Once is enough. Tell me when to <laughs> press the end button, Mark.